Good evening, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Clear Skies, our Star Trek RPG show live here at Q Times. And hailing frequencies are open. Mm, How's yay. everybody doing? Welcome back! Yay. Oh, hey! That's oh, hey, yeah. Yeah. yeah, thanks. thanks. <laughs> well, welcome back to everyone. Uh, it's been one week. <laughs> I did it at sound check, so yeah, that's I don't on me. have to be here. <laughs> Um, so yes, welcome back everybody. Uh, we're here for another Star Trek adventure. Uh, we got a few announcements to get out of the way off the top of the episode before we jump into the uh, show for the evening. Um, so right off the top of the bat, I just want to go so ahead. Much. It was. Uh, <laughs> uh, so right off the top, um, I want to let everybody know that the Kickstarter for Descent into Midnight is wrapping up this week. So wow. if you've been holding off on wanting to grab... That sweet, sweet RPG goodness. Now's the time. Um, now's the time to do it. Um, the mid-Kickstarter slump has ended, and we are mm. now in the rush hours of the last week of the Kickstarter. So we're actually uh, over halfway to, uh, I think we're over halfway to our fourth, fourth. goal, mm-hmm. which is going to be four episodes for uh, the stream punks to actually running uh, a, a, like a mini campaign for Descent yeah. to Midnight. Um, so definitely go check out that Kickstarter. We're going to be popping that link up in chat tonight. So if anybody has any questions or if you guys are interested in checking it out, um, it's also worth noting that they have a few tiers on there that are good for if you want to buy copies that will be donated. Um, that is also an option, as well as the, the limited edition coffee, which is actually quite well priced and it's pretty so freaking pretty. Um, so that's the one I'm, I'm grabbing for myself. Um, but yeah, go check that out when you get a chance. And let's see if we can get this Kickstarter goal. Let's see if we can hit four. I really want to hit mm-hmm. four. That'd be pretty like rad. Four is a good number. number. Four is a good number. <laughs> um, also want to give a quick shout out and thank you to everyone who joined Xander and I this weekend for the shenanigans that we got up to on Friday. <laughs> <Phew>. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Saturday and Sunday was a lot of fun, too. Um, Did you crash my ship? No, 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 no. I played a Klingon. Yeah, we, we, we were playing Klingons character. mostly. He ran around with Zazrit and shot shut, shit up. It was, it was fun. With uh, <laughs> the whip. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I got a great screenshot of me as Zazrit standing in front of DS9 Zazrit and both of us saying stupid sexy, sexy me, me at the exact same moment. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, One of my favorite clips from that weekend is uh, someone clipped it out of you t- telling a story and I forget what you say, but you say it in a way that's like, did you know? Oh, yeah. And then did I, you know? And then yeah. we go back and forth. We just kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so thank you for joining us for that. Uh, I, unfortunately, I did not get my Miracle Worker D7 uh, flight deck uh, carrier. It's always next year. It is a 1.5 billion credit ship. It will never happen. <laughs> but it's always next year. <laughs> I count myself for I've got the USS Ross. I'll be fine. Claw yeah. will be fine. Yeah. Claw will be all right. My Klingon will be fine. Um, so... Thank you guys for joining and playing with us. It was a lot of fun. And we're going to be doing a lot more community events on Star Trek Online as well. Um, even if they're just hangouts at Starfleet Academy where we have dance parties and confuse the fuck out of new players. That did happen. Yes. It's pretty rad. Yes, watching watching the Ferengi and the Gorn dress as Abraham Lincoln and we were like, just uh, dance is pretty spectacular. So thank you guys for that. Um, do we have any other announcements from anybody else here at the table um, before we jump into this event? For those local, uh, yeah. the Rockwell next week on St. Patrick's Day, apparently I'm singing now. As of yesterday. Yay! And so yeah. I'm singing for St. Patrick's Day. If, if people are in town, it's another Disney night uh, at the Rockwell. Okay. And then uh, April, there's a Disney brunch, a jazz brunch that I'm singing at uh, in some Richard Sherman tribute. So come nice. On. Sherman Brothers. Cool, cool. And then also for locals, not this coming week, but oh, the week after at Alamo Draft House is a screening of the finale of LA by Night. That's so cool, y'all! That's so cool. That's the coolest thing that's ever happened. It'll be on the Thursday, so if you are local, come out and see the episode before it even airs. Uh, and oh, then shit, I already came out. Well, yeah, again, it's fine. You can do as much as you want. It's a journey. 
Uh, <laughs> I, mean, I had, had to come out three times in my life. <laughs> right. Three different things. And you so never I'm going to come out three times this week. <laughs> but come out to LA by night. <laughs> At the Alamo Draft House if you're around. <laughs> All right, cool, cool. Anybody else got any announcements they want to drop on us? I love you, Discord. Uh, uh, Rave loves you, Discord. Bingo? Legal whimsy, legal whimsy. <laughs> Rave has been snooping. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you kept me company when I was sick, and that was Aww. nice. <laughs> Aww. Yeah, that's it. That's all. That's all. Uh, any other announcements for the evening? Yeah, you have a couple of shows that you have to talk about, don't you? Uh, no. <laughs> have at last reached the point where all of the shows that I'm that I have been about to launch have launched. I wish I were there. What? <laughs> what is You'll this? get there too someday. Someday. Um, but we do have like some season finales cleaning up because that's how seasons work. Yeah, mm. we have uh, our season finale of New Pantheon next Saturday. I'm sorry, mm. Sunday. Cool. Yeah. See, that's what time does to us. <laughs> like, I don't know what day it is or what time <sighs> it is. It's or Clear Skies Day. Yeah. Right. That's how it works. It's Clear Skies Day, Build Alliance Day, Invisible Sunday, Darkened Wish Day, Day Off Day Off. Invisible uh, Sunday oh. is my day. <laughs> I love all of my Invisible. days very much. Invisible Sunday is my favorite day. It's not on Sunday. <laughs> well. This will be Lock- Aki's last game here at Clear Skies. Oh, no! Uh, oh, wow! Yeah. Hey, yeah. Let's go into combat. Yeah. It is also time for my favorite game of every other game I play, okay? And are we excited? <laughs> no, we're murderous. I mean, about murder. A false dichotomy, I say unto mm. thee, good sir. Verily, I can put thou through an airlock and. Be excited. <laughs> to be one is to be the other with Sam DeLev. All right, let's go ahead and jump into tonight's episode of Clear Skies. Welcome back to Clear Skies, everybody. Um, we are going to go ahead and jump into our game. I couldn't do a countdown because the no, thing it's was okay. It all, I think it just came back to all of us just being like, "Gosh, our ship is pretty." Yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> true. We are, if we were making love eyes at you when you came back live, it's because we've got we can actually see the intro the on the other side. Yeah. Maybe that's fine. No, I'm making um, love eyes at all of you. Which, by the way, before we jump into the game, um, Zeman Films actually actually did another YouTube video oh. um, showcasing the USS Ross with his own music track that they pulled, and oh, it is. Wow. 
stunning. It's wow. really beautiful. So give, Our give ship it a is a good ship. Yep, 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 yep. Um, let's go ahead and jump into tonight's story. So the USS Ross, when we last left off, had been ordered into the Shackleton Expanse for her first excursion of essentially... Uh, distracted by Aki. <laughs> That's okay, it's not your fault. The civilians fault. get up to all manner. Yeah. <laughs> you can um, talk to Star. The, the USS Ross had been ordered into the Shackleton Expanse to investigate the emergence of a celestial phenomenon known as a particle fountain. Particle fountains, very little is known about them. A few of them have appeared in the Alpha Quadrant, and in the time that Starfleet has been monitoring these oh, weird celestial phenomenon, um... They are, uh, they are, they are responsible for destroying multiple Starfleet vessels who have gotten too close to these phenomena. Um, they are unpredictable at best. It's essentially like exploring the edge of a volcano and not being properly equipped, except for you don't really know what you're exploring. Now, technology is advanced enough to the point where Starfleet has been able to not only spot these phenomena, stay away from them, but also get better and better at reading what these phenomena are made up of and why it is they're so dangerous for vessels. Also, could go a long way into predicting how they emerge and where they're coming from. Mm. Um, USS Ross has been ordered immediately to leave Narendra Station and head into the Shackleton Expanse to investigate this phenomenon. And that's not all that happened last game, though. <laughs> we got to meet some of the station staff, including the Klingon Chief Medical Officer, who had a really interesting encounter with our Chief Medical Officer. <laughs> we still don't know if they're crushing on each other or if they're going to murder each other, but oftentimes Why? those... Why? <laughs> to, to do one is sometimes to do the other. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, was crushed twice. Why didn't you? Thank you! Yeah. It was right there! Either <laughs> way... The gift that y'all made of me last week about the shipping thing? Oh, I missed it. Um, um, ambassador Jal of the House of Martok was introduced. We got to meet the Klingon ambassador of Narendra Station, who turned out to be a very colorful character, who is not very fond of General Cargan at all. And with all of the things happening, we also had an interesting encounter between our counselor slash commander, or in this case, commander slash counselor, <laughs> um, and yes. our... Renegade Tal Shiar agent who has now been surgically altered to look like a trill. Um, because of the degradation that is taking place after having an implant removed from the base of his brain, he is experiencing a slow deterioration of his cognitive abilities. This has led to some pretty challenging interactions with him, as some of his old Tal Shiar habits are kicking in as survival mode is locking him into place. But also, the the man that Dr. Wellex presented when he first went to the ambassador for help during our premiere in episode one is also struggling to emerge. And as a result of this, Wellex is seesawing back and forth between a paranoid Tal Shiar agent and a Romulan just trying to find a path for himself in this new life. Um, led to some hard love particularly because he was falling back into some bad habits pretty badly last episode. Um, but among all the other things that have happened, um, the big variable that has been thrown into the group at this moment was just before the USS Ross departed Narendra Station into the Shackleton Expanse, a Vorcha-class Klingon battlecruiser decloaked. Now, the Klingons have 
full authority to bring whatever they want to Narendra Station. That was part of the agreement and building the station out here, so close to the Klingon Empire and Shackleton Expanse. This station is crewed by half Klingon staff. Narendra Station is a joint effort. And the Klingons are the allies of the Federation. So they are actually allowed into Federation space. Decloaking just atop Narendra Station, not 200 kilometers from the Romulan Warbird, was a show of swagger. And it was the Klingons very dramatically letting the Romulans know that they are here. Um, not my circus, not my monkey. <laughs> so let me go ahead and give you some quick information. Um, the Vorcha class, the Vorcha class uh, ship is called the IKS Kuvat. Q U apostrophe V A T. Is that a capital Q or a lowercase? It sounds like a lower. It's capital. Oh. Capital Q, lowercase U, apostrophe, capital V, lowercase A T. Kuvat. Captain's name is Tagal, which is T apostrophe G H A L. Um, Starfleet actually has a file on him, so it doesn't take long to figure out that his personality profile, which you would be privy to, Ambassador, mm-hmm. the captain of this particular warship is known for being stern, patient, and violent. Hmm. I knew that General Coggin was no fool. Um, upon this IKS Kuvat decloaking, Admiral Aber immediately contacted the USS Ross and informed you that you are still tasked to heading into Shackleton Expanse, that this is her problem. And she is certain that working with Ambassador Jal, that she'll be able to handle this. Good luck. Um, <laughs> bye. 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 So the USS Ross set out at warp seven. It is a six day journey. Only? Six days at warp seven. It's 11 light years away, six days, two hours, 53 minutes. The USS Ross is ordered to the Jotame system. J-O-T-A-Y-M, Jotame. Is that N or M? M is in Martok. Jotame system. To investigate the appearance of a particle fountain. Little is known about these celestial phenomenon, but they're very dangerous. A dozen or so Starfleet vessels have been lost attempting to study them. They were. Um, this is the first opportunity to observe one that has been active in over three years. Mm. All right. Mm-hmm. A few days travel into Shackleton. The USS Ross encounters Shackleton's notorious Electromagnetic and gravimetric eddies. Dang it! (laughs) You say eddy. Yep. (laughs) Um, Yeah, there are eddies out here, and uh, an ed an ed an eddy. (laughs) The electromagnetic eddies and the gravimetric eddies are a are two trait two traits, (laughs) level two traits for the Shackleton Expanse as a whole. So they are always present. Mm. Um, They typically only activate. Um, just for from GM to player, typically these traits activate when complications can arise, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or if I spend threat, those kinds of things. It's I can, gonna be a bumpy ride. Yeah. Um, you've already been ta- you've already been warned. Not only will these eddies cause a bit of a bump, mm. but they will permanently reduce your shield rating by three if you hit one of these and fail. Um, 
and you cannot repair them. Your shield emitters must be replaced. So all stop or head back to Narendra Station. Now, typically, heading back to Narendra Station is the only option. Mm. But the USS Ross is outfitted with worker bee repairs and shuttle repair. I mean, the expansive hangar base that the USS Ross has actually gives her an advantage the other starships in the Expanse have never been able to have, Mm. which is you can literally come to a full stop and do station keeping repairs right there on the spot with with your teams. You will be able to replace shield emitters, but it will be days worth of of replacements. We also have another secret weapon up our sleeve, and that is Cetacean Ops. We've got our astrometrics lab down Mm -hmm. there, and they're very good at calculating these eddies. So, um, Yada has actually informed you, Captain, during, uh, we'll go ahead and say this. This, this. this is a good way to involve Yada and explain to you and the rest of the crew what you're up against with these eddies. The eddies themselves are very difficult to to scan into. If you wanted to get like readings on the eddies themselves, they play havoc with the sensors, so it's very challenging. Not impossible, but challenging. But typically with the eddies themselves, because of the nature of these eddies and the unpredictable emer- emergence of these eddies, um, oftentimes, even Yada has warned you that it's not unusual to happen upon one without even realizing you're happening upon one. Mm-hmm. It's entirely possible you're going to hit a bump in the road and not realize that it was there. But, yes, Yada and Astrometrics should be able to accurately pinpoint when there is, not necessarily map them like uh, like we did in Shield of Tomorrow. <laughs> um, these eddies... Um, Think of them as bubbles coming to the surface of water. They'll appear, they'll be intense, and then they'll disappear. Mm -hmm. Interestingly enough, to this day, no one knows why or where these gravimetric and electromagnetic eddies emerge from in the Shackleton Expanse. There's no explanation for it yet. Cute. <laughs> yeah. It just makes me miss my my old uh, yeah. stellar guitar. <laughs> Dot. Um, three days now into the journey, um, you guys have already had a few encounters with the Eddies, but the Ross is fine. How's Vren doing? Vren? That's... Yes. Vren is frustrated. <laughs> um, Vren is frustrated because the, the Ross is a big girl that's designed to go really fast, and he's not allowed to navigate her the way he would normally navigate her in Beta and Alpha Quadrants. Being right. Just gotta be a little more careful. He's getting frustrated every time the, the Ross hits a bump. It has not been very often, but um, he's... He's learning the ropes, and he's learning how to read the signs. The sensors are actually giving him enough of a heads up. Thing is, at warp though, the eddies aren't that much of a problem. It's mostly when you're moving through regular space. So once a warp bubble is established and you guys jump to warp, you might occasionally get a bump, and that is literally at warp and the bizarre physics that is warp speed. It is the product of typically running across more than about a dozen eddies at at any given moment. Mm -hmm. Um, Otherwise, the, the Ross wouldn't be affected. But leaving warp, you've all been informed that these eddies and these gravimetric disturbances can possibly be a problem. We'll monitor his stress and performance. It's a very high stakes task for him. So. Yes. But also, he doesn't get to be as reckless as I assume he wants to be. Well, but we took him on because this is his element. Because he's such an intuitive pilot and because... Sensors aren't going to do dick for us. No. Hey. 
Okay. It's not your fault. I know. <laughs> the sensors don't do dick. I know. Just don't insult the machines. <laughs> Jane's sitting at her desk going, Who are you talking to? doing dick. <laughs> Technical term. Yeah. <laughs> I'll say. I'll make a note. Um, we're going to go ahead mm-hmm. and... Um, I'm going to like finding this note later. <laughs> So we should come up with an acronym for it. Um, emerging from your ready room, uh, just in time to hear uh, Vryn uh, swivel in his chair and say, "Captain, we're actually coming into visual range of the particle fountain right now." All right, what do we have on a preliminary scan? Look up. Uh, can I roll the scan? Uh, you can, but at long range sensors, you're only going to really be able to detect the presence of the particle fountain. You're not going to be able to get a good enough reading. Just She's yet. very excited. <laughs> cool. Yeah, let's so go ahead and make a roll. Yay, um, who wants to roll for the Ross? I don't do it unless Dang. someone else wants to. Go ahead. Science reason difficulty two. Yay. Yay. Oh, shh. <laughs> oh, yes. Wait, no, stop. 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 That is a 20. Okay, Ooh. well, hold on, my yeah, friend. We didn't have any momentum to take That's correct. There's no momentum. Okay, yet. hold on, Unless my you friend. you a threat to get um, momentum. Can I do. Jesus. Okay, well, you know what? Crit from Ross for what that's for. Can I do cautious science? No. Unless you want to spend a threat to gain momentum. Yeah. We're bound. Let's go. Yeah, okay. Well, fine. Let's just. It's succeeding at cost. So far. Just because we got one success, though? Yeah, I got one success. Yeah, so we have two from you because that looks okay. Or is that a six? Yeah. Yeah, that's a six. Okay, then we have a total of three. Yeah. So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to go ahead and pull a threat. Okay. We don't okay. have our little Great. momentum. Mm-hmm. Great. Going to pull yeah, one level threat. Yeah, or? we don't have momentum here. Uh, yeah, can we grab some momentum? No. Oh, right. well, um, you actually see a distortion of color effects immediately appear as you see this particle fountain. Even at maximum magnification, it's still somewhat difficult to see. What spectrum is that variation on? Yeah. I assume it is altered and compressed into the visual spectrum so that we can see that something's going on, but it could it is. be happening in gamma. It's literally it's literally the sensors having trouble detecting for, for um, this distance. Um, you're only reading the presence of a massive rupture in subspace. But you actually are not registering anything else at this distance. But that's only a matter of time when you guys come out of warp. But at the moment, you can't get a, a detailed sensor scan. Well, the best I can tell from here is that something is there. And <laughs> yeah. I think we know that already. Sorry, Captain, I did not mean to take that tone with you. Um, <laughs> Captain, but... if I may. Uh, <laughs> yes, Chief. I would look for your orders on uh, shields. Uh, if we have our shields at full capacity, it'll protect the ship, but it might interfere with some of the sensor readings. How would you like us to proceed? One, I would like first and foremost to establish where the safe margins are. Mm. We know a safe distance exists. That might be the alpha quadrant, but <laughs> one exists in principle. Once we've established what that perimeter might roughly be, accounting for the unpredictability of the particle fountain, then we can keep shields down and take a look from outside that perimeter and shields up from within. I'd also like to get some probes out and get some preliminaries. If one busts, I would far prefer that than uh, if 
Or Ross gets hurt. I'd like to send a probe out, for sure. Actually, if I could borrow either yourself or a member of your staff, uh, we could get that up and running real quick. Excellent. Do it. Me. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. Come on, then. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Um, go ahead and make, um, I think this would be, typically it's not this much, it's not this involved, but if you're trying to, manu- if you're trying to work together with the chief science officer to mm-hmm. basically build a probe to scan, yeah. I would say this is going to be relatively straightforward. Uh-huh. I wouldn't say this is an extended task. Okay. So why don't we say that y'all are doing this <clears throat> while, while the Ross is on approach. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to set the difficulty for this at three. Okay. And pick, I think you would probably be the leader of this. I and think so. you can contribute your, re, your I would say either, con- no, this would be control science for you. Okay, great. And this would be control, control engineering. engineering. So um, just so that I'm establishing before anything is rolled, okay. I want these probes to establish the safe distance and that perimeter that that entails. And then uh, I want it to monitor the, the frequency that we'll need on the shields too. I want as much information as possible, sure. but that specifically. Okay. I love shield harmonics. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> All right, so it's, I'm, I'm gonna do cautious engineering. Okay. Uh, and it was control engineering. And the uh, difficulty you said was Did three. you have one momentum? Yeah. Okay. From uh, the Ross roll. Ross crit. Okay, no. cool. Okay. So yeah, control engineering, difficulty is three. Go ahead and make your roll two. And, oh, nice. Great. Okay. Um, and then can I say I'm using my sensor knowledge for this? Yes. Can I use the focus? Yep. Oh, great. Absolutely. And that's uh, three for you. And I had two. Okay. So a total of five. Yeah. So total of five successes. So pull two momentum. Um, How is that possible? Hmm. Um, assist is only one. Assist is only one. Oh, oh, dang. Oh. Yeah, dang. that's why I was like, the math is... So oh, you rolled two. Yeah. So we still got three still, total. Still, still critted. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's rave as a science officer. <laughs> so, so we still, still have two so, momentum. Okay. Because mm-hmm. uh, that's four successes. You got two. Right, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so just for, to clarify for Thank you. stats. <laughs> yeah. Thank you very much. I rolled and I got two successes. Yeah. And Raven and the assist rolled and got a crit. So that yeah. adds another two successes. Correct. Yeah, so one momentum. So, so one momentum. Got one momentum. Um, get it. So as you're all nearing the Jotam system. Mm-hmm. Um, Actually, wait. Before I'm going to spend this, we have two probes. You're going to... Spend that extra momentum to gain an extra advantage. Uh, is it one momentum oh. or is it two momentum for advantage? Two. It's two yeah. momentum. Even on a spend from a win? Yeah, uh, nah. yeah. never mind. Because you only got one. So, um, so in the time that it takes you to, to calibrate this probe, um, loading it up into the torpedo base, and as you head back to the bridge, um, you both arrive just in time as the Ross comes out of warp. Starfield realigns and you see the great expanse of space ahead of you with the slight purple splash off in the distance as though you were catching the glimpse of an ancient nebula. But right before you is a spectacular visage of one of the most dangerous celestial phenomena that Starfleet has ever encountered and one of the most unknown, Particle Fountain. Um, I do like the view, Ambassador. Can't argue with the... Can't argue with it. Hmm. I don't think I would win a diplomatic uh, uh, tete-a-tete with that. Mm, I wouldn't put it past you. I'd put your rhetorical fireworks up against stellar <laughs> ones here, Anita. I appreciate your vote of confidence, Captain. Turn your phone off. 
It was me. <laughs> Where it was yours. Seriously, it was mine's my on. Was it? <laughs> no. Oh, mine's on silent. Um, and off and off. I'm not taking the blame this year. I want to see how close we can get to that thing. Mm. All right. So, um, as you are all coming out of warp, um, would you like to launch the probe? What are you all doing? What is the What is the order? Yes, we're launching. Launch okay, probe. we're launching. Yeah, uh, there is a launch probe uh, function. Okay. Fortunately, okay. it is a task that does not require a roll and has no difficulty. However, it reduces the difficulty of tasks to make a sensor sweep with regards to phenomena near the probe by two. Make uh, it. Determines uh, the range for scan from weakness from the probe and means that hazards that result from proximity to the phenomena affect the probe instead of the vessel. Bow, 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 yeah. bow. Reduce it by three, mm. because I'm going to use that. Actually, you know what? Instead of reducing it by three, I'll give you a free momentum spin for obtain information. Mm. Yeah. So it's still reduced <laughs> by Let's two and a... So it's reduced by two, and I'm going to give a free inform- uh, obtain information spend. Great. Oh, that's cool. Because of the, your calibration for it. So let's make a roll. Yeah. Um, so the difficulty of scanning this particle fountain is four. Reduced by two because of the probe, mm-hmm. it's now going to be difficulty two. Yay! Taking momentum for yep. extra die. Yep. And then with the Ross two mm-hmm. for sensors. Mm-hmm. Computer sensors. Computer sensors. All right, let's see what happens. You hear. Okay, okay, okay. Actually, I think we're in. Um, am I still using control science? Uh, this is reason science. Reason science. Better! That's better! <laughs> okay, great. Um, because then that means I've got four. That would be five. I put the one from the Ross. Ooh! Yeah. Oh, momentum. Five from the Ross? No more than two. Oh, Mostly wait. five on Total the die, five. which brings wait. it to five. I was, my mind was kind of bending there for a second. No, no, no. Right, She's so. a hot chick. <laughs> what was the difficulty of that? The difficulty was, was four. Hold on, hold on, everybody. Yeah, that's right. Um, difficulty was four, so mm-hmm. minus two, so... One. One. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. So you guys got that? All right, so this probe launches. Great. You see this wait. orange... This What's so that? It was, it was originally a four. Oh, it was four. Yeah. Originally. Oh, so now we get three momentum. It was originally four. It went down to two. We were having a hard time with math today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's um, Monday, y'all. Okay, so you see this bright, Monday. vibrant orange-yellow trail as this probe launches. What do we name it? Passing off. Ooh, the... it's a cactus. Honk. Honk. <laughs> <laughs> what does honk mean? Do you want it to do good things? <laughs> no, I want it to see how close we can get. It's playing a dangerous game. Let's go. Honk. How could you name it honk when clearly it's playing chicken? Oh no. Do better, LaCat. <laughs> I'm going Captain. to go. Abandon um, ship. My cat is watching me, but my Yeet. one probe launches. Okay. Beautifully. Our one probe launches. Our one probe launches. <laughs> the information starts coming up on your science station immediately. There's a massive surge. You're detecting a massive surge in Tetrion particles. Okay. We've now said it three times and you have officially summoned Jody. <laughs> um, it is a massive surge in Tetrion particles exploding out of subspace. It's approximately 112 kilometers in diameter, mm-hmm. and the blast extends 18,000 kilometers from the point of origin. Uh, can you repeat that last piece of information? Um, the the blast from the mm-hmm. point of blast, the explosion range is essentially 18,000 kilometers out. <gasps> Great. So it is quite large, which yeah. is different than the dimensions you read on long-range sensors at Narendra Station, suggesting something has altered or something has changed. Or Does it seem like it's moving or mm-hmm. getting smaller? Interestingly, well, you're going to get one free information, one oh, free oh, obtain information spend. Okay. So your first ob- free obtain information spend is one more piece of knowledge from this mm-hmm. that you don't have to spend momentum for. And that is you're also detecting a very, not a dangerous level, but a very low level presence of chroniton particles. 
Oh no. no. Okay, I do not know what that means. No, it's very little time. Oh, oh. Mm, Which means there's yeah. It oh. means it means there's possible time dilation effects happening oh, around. Oh, wonderful. Um, and that's what you get for one free information spend. Oh, God. Which is, okay. I give this okay. So. Um, <laughs> yes. It, can I do another one? For, no, 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 no. For my for my information spend, is there any? Can I can I get like like blast patterns? Yes, judging from the information we had yeah, and this yes. new information, can we calculate a trajectory yes. of where it's moving the to? The splash zone. Yeah. Uh, Tetrion section. Tetrion particles. Um, I basically are, want to map it. Tetrion yeah. particles are notoriously difficult to trace and follow, okay. right. um, but you are getting there's such a high concentration of them. You do have a basic understanding of where they're blasting out of this, mm-hmm. so you don't really need to do an obtain information spend for that question specifically. Um, I think I actually want to know the chronoton particles. Chronoton particles. Your Can I? Sensors are detecting the presence of chronoton particles, okay, but God. not not at levels that are alarming. Okay. Um, it's it's not it, it's not terribly unusual to see celestial uh, phenomenon like this okay. that are warping uh, through gravitational effects. Makes sense. Yeah, but they are present, so it is notable. Okay. Yeah. Great. Um, t- so technically, I still have my information spent. Yeah, if you wanted to burn another one, you could. If you um, wanted to. you know what? I feel like we should send our second probe out. We have a second probe. Wait, no. no do we not? Do we don't have a second, second probe? probe? <laughs> Fuck. You can still send a second probe out. Can we send a second probe out? But but we my, still have information. But, but as as a GM, my question would be why? Yeah, we we should because ask a an, question. An obtained information spend will give you the same. Yeah. Information. I guess. And then we for free. Problem. For free. For free. So uh, yeah. I uh, what I would suggest yeah. is we need to find out where this is coming from. So if we can pinpoint sort of an origin, like a, a, a center or something like that. Is it a fountain spouting from somewhere? Mm-hmm. Uh, if we can find that origin, we can find out what sort of reaction is right, happening. Right, because like it's like a volcano. So like yeah. what's the Earth's mantle right. underneath? But what's the mantle, man? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what's the core? What's the core of the Earth? Yeah, there you go. Um, that it's coming from. Do we want that information? You know what? Let's go for that information. Yeah. Sure. What's the core yeah. of the Earth, Eric? Yeah. <laughs> um, Across to The probe is returning information that indicates that wherever the origin of this explosion is, mm-hmm. it's coming right out of subspace. Uh-huh. Um, which is in keeping with actually, which is in keeping with some readings that Starfleet had already detected before. Uh-huh. Apparently, particle fountains emerge or erupt from subspace. Right. Um, they just don't know what causes them. What causes this mixture of particles to emerge? However, your scanning of chroniton and tetran particles is a new piece of information. Um, you're also detecting, with that information spend, I'll give you this, uh, you're also detecting the presence of verteron particles. Um, and when you mention that at the science station, you hear to your left, Vran just goes, oh, God. just kind of like gives this reaction of like frustration. Um, verteron particles are particles that typically travel faster than light, okay. and they're usually found around wormholes. Wormholes. Um, um. But that's actually not the most... As, as much as that is fascinating, because it's giving you a good snapshot of what's going on here, it's the most startling piece of information that the, uh, that the probe brings back is that there is an object. There is an object out there. Yep. Oh, boy. Just it's just an object. That's all you're detecting. About twelve. About uh, twelve. What do you mean? Just why, an object. This, this like why that? we need two probes. <laughs> we, have an, we have a UFO. You. Uh, is that what you're saying? The object is about twelve thousand kilometers from the point of the 
eruption. Did you say 12,000 or 12,000? 12,000 kilometers. Great, six and within the blast. Six from the blast, yeah. Six within. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. Which is about the border of where it would be dangerous to get any closer, judging from the information you guys have. Mm-hmm. Um, this object, whatever it is, um, seems to be just on the periphery. But I, it's also worth noting that Verderon particles, because of how they travel, they are not innate. They're not intrinsically dangerous to the ship. Um, tetrion particles can be really problematic. They have random momentum, so they can't be picked on sensors. Pretty much, and they wreak havoc on shields. Mm-hmm. Tetrion's not good for shields at all. Those were the ones that uh, were used to yoink uh, Voyager in the first place. Um, Tetrion is also typically a residue that's left behind from cloaked vessels and other such things. Whenever you see those kinds of disturbances, they can also be used to detect cloaked vessels. But uh, as as your captain said, tetrions are notoriously unpredictable. And, and in this kind of concentration, they can be dangerous. But it's, you're also getting an idea of why it is that these have been so deadly to Starfleet vessels. Mm-hmm. Because so much of the energy that is being exploded out into space right now cannot be tracked. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to say when you're getting too close to the edge of the volcano. Mm-hmm. In this case, it looks like your probe has given you a marker. And whatever this object is, it seems to be just on the edge, has also given you a marker. It seems like the perimeter is going to change. We can tell from the scans that this is a fountain that is active. It's actively spreading. So whatever perimeter we determine is going to change over time. It's a random movement exploding outwards. What are the chances that this could have been generated? Well, considering there's an object in the center of it, and it's a Terran subspace. It's not in the center of it. Oh, there's an object in it. No, no, it's 12,000 kilometers from it. Within the blast zone. Right. What's the trajectory of that object? Um, Verena's going to have to roll on that. Or you want to roll on that. Yeah, Because you've actually got sensors. So why don't you go ahead and... This is a reason science check. The difficulty is three. Great. Um, Ooh, and I... Sensors check? Mm -hmm. Three successes, my friend. No from us. Uh, three, you hit it. It is at station keeping. It's actually not moving. It is. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Uh, can we try to send a tight beam calm? Oh, comms? Comms, yeah. Let's try to cut. talk that's, to it. What? That's me. But that's an object. We Okay. You know what? Might as well try. Better than sending out probe number so two. We don't know whether or not it's a vessel. Objects. Yeah. Could be Well, actually, hailing is through security, but on in combat, that's what we would turn to. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. But if you guys, if you guys want to try to hail this thing, mm-hmm. yes. So you're sending out. Um, go ahead and make a roll then. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's a difficulty zero on mm-hmm. my sheet, but. Um. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna spin threat <laughs> to activate the traits of the Shackleton Expanse. Um, the electromagnetic disturbances around here, near and even even at this range from the particle flow, is actually yeah. gonna make this difficult. Okay. So I'm gonna raise the difficulty to one. Sure. And what's my what what am I rolling here for, Ross? Uh, communications and Com- command or engineering. Uh, it would be communications engineering. We're still trying to establish. So. Correct. Uh, so what are those normally numbers? command? Uh, that's uh, nine plus three. So I need to roll a 12 under. Cool. Do you want to take... Well, um, just on the Ross assist. Oh. oh. Uh, you're rolling whatever you're rolling. Mm-hmm. Oh, me? Mm-hmm. Yep. Comms and... Well, so technically you're going to be rolling um, You're going to be rolling Prawl stats. So okay. I should give those to you. Yes, I would like those. <laughs> so you're rolling for Prawl right now. Um, I am Prawl! <laughs> so this is... There is a panic. Hmm. 
This is control plus engineering. Um, is it, I thought it was comms engineering. Uh, that's um, for the Ross. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so 13. Uh, yeah, I think that's two crits. Two yeah. crits? Maybe, it depends. What is his, uh, what is his, uh... He doesn't have any specialties that would apply. Okay, then, I, but I rolled a two on one of those. Uh, it wouldn't apply. It would, that's no problem, then I have yeah. two successes. Two successes? Null from us. Okay, so two successes is what you needed. Cool. Um, so you hear a lot of static coming out across the channel. As you hear the chirping sound as Prawl hails, and he looks at the, and just looks at the computer for a moment, says, lots of interference, Captain. No response. If it's a ship, they either didn't hear us or there's no one there. Or they're ignoring us. I would like... If we got a little bit closer, just a little bit, I might be able to sense if there's anything out there. What kind of range do those abilities have? I've never really tested them out in space, Captain. I couldn't tell you. It's also worth noting, Vrind swivels around and says that if we can get closer, maybe another sensor scan, it's possible I can get it on visual. How far out are we right now? Right From now the you're about tip of the blast radius? What's that? From the edge of the blast radius. From the edge of the blast radius, you guys are about 17,000 kilometers out. Okay, all right. Uh, Captain, there's a lot of interference. If I may, Please. it might cut the interference and reduce some of the risk if we maybe send a shuttle to get closer with an OA team. Trying to maneuver the entire Ross closer puts everybody at danger, and I won't be able to modulate the shields fast enough. My instinct mm. is to keep the Ross outside of the perimeter, but as close as possible, and to send a shuttle in from there if, for instance, we need to retrieve anyone mm -hmm. from that object inside the blast zone, if indeed it is any kind of vessel. I want to have the Ross as near to the shuttle as possible, because the shuttle will be more fragile, and if it mm. needs to make a quick mm -hmm. break, I want the I want her to be able to fly home real fast. We're on the same page. Yes. I think so. Yes. yes. Right, so let's. I, I would agree yeah. with that. Uh, so you look confused. Ty. I just don't know what's happening. Are we making an away team for the shuttle? We are making an away team. We're just getting closer. We're going Captain to will tell us when we're making an away team, you hear Prawl say. Okay. Yes, sir. All right. Friend, right. take us in uh, 23,000 kilometers from the center. So Hi, Captain. Five from the edge of the yeah. We're coming into visual range of the object. Um, okay. Go ahead and pull sensors. one point of power off the Ross. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> can I roll another sensor scan? Yep. Great. Go ahead and make a roll. Difficulty is two. Great. Take, a, take a moment and burn it to die. Yeah, I need that. <laughs> uh, roll for the Ross. Two, two successes. <clears throat> two successes. Uh, one from Ross. Nice. What was the difficulty? The difficulty was two. Oh, sweet. Because um, you guys... So as as the Ross yeah. begins to move a little bit closer, you can see the range, the distance closing on the uh, on the display. Um, there's a little bit of a... doesn't rattle the ship a little bit, but it's like this baritone like rumble through the hull. And Vryn just says, compensating. Should be good. Um, Is that getting into our inertial lampers? Nope. Right. A little bit of a particle disturbance. Pretty much anticipated at this range. Okay. Uh, sensor sweep is successful. Nicely done. Yeah. Coming into visual range now. Brings it up. You see this appear up highlighted against the backdrop of this extraordinary event. You see 
what looks like sort of like a rough diamond shape observation platform. It is essentially a scale four space station. That's Do you have an identifier Scan. on the make of that station? Whose is it? Um, that with station. that that scan, you, that's not even an obtain information check. This has this is a whole. You, there is nothing in the Federation database. Can mm, mm, mm. okay. Um, it is not identified. Okay, I feel like there's a few ways we can do this. We can either chief tech, like if we can if we can figure out like uh, what this is made of. So I feel like there's a few ways. Okay, we can are do you this. calling a meeting? I'm calling meeting between you and me. Oh, just us? As friends. Oh, oh okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what? what? <laughs> but we can involve a lot of the officers and oh, help us I think mean, through. Oh, true. I just want to bounce some ideas off of you right sure, now. Sure, sure. Okay. Um, you know, we made a whole conference room. Yeah. I mean, that's so true. I'll see you in two. Okay. <laughs> but why don't you call it? Okay. Yeah. Uh, um, it's just because you're empathic and you always are aware Paul is so annoyed right now. Oh, yes. He is so irritated. I kind of stick close to Paul. He's sitting at a station and he's keeping a straight face, but the, the more casual the banter is happening on the bridge, you can feel his irritation levels. Just yeah. that, that officer in him is just getting mm. so annoyed right now. I, I, think that, I think that as, is Paul staying on the bridge? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's as been ordered As I pass to. Paul, I just kind of gently put an arm on his, like a hand on his forearm and like, just squeeze it very gently and when you, keep going. <laughs> he gets a reaction immediately. When you do that, he just goes... <laughs> like, acknowledging, like, oh, right. Got me. They got me. Yeah. I, I forgot. Just, I can hide just, this from everyone else, except for maybe XEO and... Right. <laughs> okay, so everyone's it's going face into... Volcanoes. <laughs> it's like face volcanoes. Who's going into Captain's ready room? I am. I'm, I'm assuming I'm... I'm assuming I'm Senior staff? Yeah. Do you guys want to go in? So, do you want to go... I'm I'm summoning staff. Okay, so you... It's a meeting. So I'm not, not going to leave people out of things. All right, cool. Mm-hmm. So you actually go into the conference room. Yes. You go into the briefing room. Mm-hmm. So everybody assembles in the briefing room. Um, everyone settles into that nice, long, glossy black table, sits down. You see the holographic projection, which is a nice improvement <laughs> from the just wall screen right. in the old galaxy class. <laughs> <laughs> but you see, as you all enter, the immediately uh, friend walks over and, and inputs some controls, and you see it transfer. And you see a three-dimensional representation using the brilliant holographic technology of the USS Ross. My thanks. <laughs> <laughs> and it appears. And you see this little silhouette, this darkened silhouette of this diamond-shaped looking... Uh, it, it's very... I don't want to say crude looking, but it does look like sort of a rough cut diamond. And the tech does not look <laughs> anything familiar. It's a diamond in the rough. <laughs> the architecture isn't I familiar in any way. I would imagine that this space station has been here a lot longer than that fountain has and it's very likely that they got caught by surprise i would love to see if we could extract like um some of the materials that space station is made out of and mm. examine those and see where maybe we should be focused on the potential people that are stuck on that space station that assuming that, that didn't that's what i would like to yeah. focus on mm-hmm. material is nice too do we have any the old scans that we had was there any record of a station that size in this area? Uh, Prawl leans forward and says, no, Captain, there hasn't been anything from the Admiral. Mm-hmm. Long dis- but long-range scans from the Ranger Station wouldn't have detected a station at this size this distance. Oh, we no one's charted this area? Vryn smiles and pipes up and goes, no. <laughs> it's only been scouted through long-range sensors and telescopes. Lucky us. <laughs> Sounds Is like there... we have a possible first contact situation on our hands. Is there a way to scan for light forms? Do we know if there's any on this station? 
We don't know much yet. More scans will tell us more if they can, but they're not responding to Hale's interference was enough of a problem. If I had to hazard a guess, and this is just off of a gut instinct, from the information we gathered, it looks to me as if this might be a race that comes from subspace. It seems like a rupture, uh, and perhaps it's our universe or our space reacting uh, that's creating the Tetrion particles or the Chronoton particles. Maybe the space station got blasted into ours. Yes, like a, mm-hmm. it got full of, like, fui, you know? Oh, there are chroniton particles, and it's a bit dated looking. It's worth pointing out, Friend speaks up and says, that according to all the Starfleet records that I was studying when it comes to, like, flying close to these things, mm-hmm. that no starship has been able to survive any close contact with the particle fountain. Maybe oh, it just got pew-pewed somewhere else. Yes, How see? are they doing <laughs> it, then? They're very close. Well, if some things that are hazardous to us might not be hazardous to others. If they are a species that's coming from subspace, mm-hmm. they might be uh, living off of this. So how can we get close enough to communicate with them and find out if they need help? It sounds like it's a job for someone who doesn't need to worry about that. Hello. <laughs> this is the warp core all over again, isn't it? No, it's not. Let's not oh, say that. Fair. <laughs> I can put an away team together, or I can do this as a solo mission, Captain. No, I'll certainly, given the dangers, so I'll want our best pilot with you on the job. On the shuttle? Yes. Vryn smiles. Says, shuttles are what I do. Excellent. Yes. Uh, I think we might need you on the scans for that. Yes. You are at the top of my list. Also, Mr. Security Team at once, Captain. If there's anyone injured, um, would they be able to get to the Ross fast enough for me to remedy assistance? If we're getting interference just from comms, we couldn't really rely on beams. All right, all right. There might even be a first contact. I'll stay back. You kids have fun. Actually, Captain, if I may, I request to stay on the Ross as well. I think I can be more of a help here adjusting some of the equipment and the sensors and might be able to clean it up enough to get an emergency beam out. Uh, I'd like to take a quick insight check. Thank you. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, is Are you resisting this? <laughs> okay, difficulty's one. Uh, three. What is Captain Sol's instincts telling is you it about a, what you just is said? Is it about being a good idea or is it also about the thing that we talked about? Yes. But it's both. It's, <laughs> yep. I think it's a good idea, but at this time it's justified, and he sees it as justified. So it's not hiding. It's This is the most logical course of action, and it happens to align with my beliefs. Mm. Exactly. Perfect. Ideal outcome. And, uh... Right, do you have any recommendations for if they run into engineering trouble out there, then? <laughs> I believe uh, Ensign Dari might be able to help out. All right. Uh, prep her to go out with the rest of you. Can I make a request, Captain? Friend says. You can certainly try. Can I take the runabout? She's big enough for the shields. It'll better. I love runabouts. Appreciate you allowing me to go along as well. Well, please, all of you, if our civilian ambassador is somehow harmed, I will be in the deepest trouble. Keep them safe. Thank you. No one's getting harmed. Get no. ready. Crawl, crawl sage is rather flatly. 
Dismissed. I got them. All right. Assembling in Shuttle Bay 1, you walk in... In slow motion. As y'all are moving into Shuttle Bay 1, you already are hearing the echo chamber of this grand shuttle bay that takes up the entire back part of the USS Ross's saucer section. Um, Big enough to store two scale two shuttles, a runabout and, of course, the scout ship. Um, This shuttle bay... Um, being that it is one of the Ross's traits as an expansive shuttle bay, um, you can constantly hear like over the intercom of like orders being given out and people letting uh, like organizing the work crews that are coming through here. Everyone stands at attention when senior staff walks onto the deck, um, and uh, Vren doesn't he, he the moment the doors to the shuttle bay and you all like channel through and they open. I don't go in quite yet. I okay, have, I have one more question to these two. Okay, before I go. All right, cool. They're down in shuttle bay one then prepping. Great. Um, may I bend your ear, both of you? Oh, consider it bent. Um, and also, I would like that. Of course. And would you help me assess the danger? That being the ring, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, well, I mean, tetrion particles are just flat-out dangerous, so who knows? <laughs> of course, mm. but this is technically my heart out there, so please help me keep beating. Well, um, I think... The best that I can offer is sort of we could download maybe a copy of you here and keep you... Oh, I you... keep very, very stern backups. <laughs> can we jury-rig some temporary targeted shielding specific to the particles in question? The it thing... might not be a permanent thing, but it might at least help. Yes. Well, uh, the frequencies from Voyager and other encounters with Tetrion particles allowed us to create a somewhat pattern that sort of uh, randomly modulates through the frequencies. It's not effective all the time, but it can bounce some of it back. Sounds like a good idea. Okay. Want it real quick? Okay, okay. We'll give you a hand if you need it. Yes, please. Okay. Um, you have the momentum to use this to create an advantage if you want. Yeah. So you can just do it. So you basically come up with a localized shielding source for when you all be wait, 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 wait. What do you want to be wearing? Is it a scrunchie? Is it a, a bracelet? Is it a necklace? Is it a pair of shoes? It would literally have to be some kind of attachment to the ring. What? Yeah. yeah. How we're talking about ring in a scrunchie. Come yeah. on. <laughs> bracelet. I'm, I'm talking about, it's, it's, you're literally talking about like jury rigging something that's close to a particle emitter in order to attach that to, so it's, it's, you're actually looking at a bulky piece of tech. Yes. Right. Yeah. So here's what it Ooh. looks like. Okay. It's a big corsage style uh, ra- rip strap. <gasps> That's connected through like a couple of wires to yes. the ring, so it's like a bracelet ring combo. Oh, it's one of those 90s like bracelet and that seven nine kind of thing. Yes, yes, that's it, and it comes down to the fingertip too. Ooh. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Are we going to prom? <laughs> I don't know what that is. Stay <laughs> safe. My heart's gonna be out there. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you both very much. That was conveniently fast. Well done, Gary. <laughs> Thank you for having the tools on standby. Ooh, do I get one? No, that would have been a time elapse, but right, that's okay. Right, right, right. <laughs> no, run back to the Even show. so, it didn't take even, 100 years. Even yeah. so, it didn't yes. take 100 years, yeah. Do I get one? <laughs> Please. I'll talk to the Arbor Reader. They might get a real corsage for you. I like flowers. Noted. Um, I also note. <laughs> So I'm also allergic. By the time you reach Shuttle Bay One, uh, Vren already has the shuttle primed and ready to launch. So is Excellent. everyone 
Runabouts are nice travel companions. They are spacious enough. They're not cramped like typical Type 2 or Type 3 shuttlecraft. Um, or in this case, Type 8, I believe, is what the Ross is equipped with. But uh, runabout's big enough that uh, when you all settle in, um, there's back areas and even like uh, a living space in the back. Um, and Vren says, what's up? <laughs> you look like you wanted to say something. Yeah, I did, I did. What's up? What? Uh, no, I, I want to know what kind of sensors a runabout usually has. Standard sensors, standard federation okay. sensors, Great. yeah. It's not, they're not, it's not quite as, here's what I want to know. Yes. Um, uh, I'm going to, I'm actually, I'm going to. We gonna, might relay to you a bit as well. Great. Kind of that would be, that would be super helpful. By the way, um, uh, just because it's one of the things that we haven't done on the Ross yet mm-hmm. is it's it's kind of it's kind of a ship uh, tradition that after the first flight of a shuttlecraft you get to pick the new name for the shuttlecraft if it's her first mission. Mm-hmm. This is the runabout's first mission, so I'm putting this out there right now. She's called the San Antonio, mm-hmm. um, but upon her arrival, uh, when she returns from her first mission. It's not unusual for a crew to uh, choose a new name for the shuttlecraft. Daniel class, serve. yes. Mm-hmm. All right, got it. Daniel class shuttlecraft. Mm. Um, okay. So you see Vren just say, "San Antonio departing," <laughs> and the shuttle launches and just immediately is the tractor beams lock onto the shuttle and begin to gently push right out. And Vren is just sitting at the controls, just going, "Oh man, I haven't flown a runabout since the war." I love these things. These are good shuttles. Yes. Good, good shuttles. Workhorse of the shuttle fleets. Did you know that? I think Olin is just laser focused <laughs> on you right now. <laughs> just don't, don't mention um, it. I think I'm doing pretty good. Not bringing it up. Um, is the look you're getting? <laughs> that's that's what you're feeling off me. And then there's this, as the tractor beam disengages, and you all are free free floating in space. Oh, and San Antonio just kind of drifts, and he says, look at this, and he brings it up on the computer console, and you see the Ross. Y'all are floating away from Shuttle Bay 1. You can even see people inside on the other side of the force field walking. Um, you actually do catch a few of the crew members waving as as the Shuttle Bay doors begin to close again. And he says, maneuvering... Th- my nurse staff. <laughs> um, he says, maneuvering thrusters, and away we go. One quarter impulse power, one half impulse. And you see the Ross. One half impulse. Again, Shuttlecraft gives you a good instinct of how quick one half impulse power is because the Ross immediately starts falling into the distance. Isn't that half C? Um, what's that? Isn't that half C? Like, impulse is C, isn't it? Yeah. Frack, that's fast. So they've got a long, a lot of kilometers to that's go. That's correct. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of kilometers to go. Not an episode to do it in. Not a half-life life speed. <laughs> you seem to have these. We're about three minutes away from contact. Everybody get cozy. <laughs> I'll take a um, nap for all three minutes. Um, Vryn says, and says Vryn turns to you and says, uh, can I get a scan of what we're about to run into? Absolutely. Is mm-hmm. there a place to dock? That's my big thing. Uh, Otherwise, we'll use the transporter in the back. Skin? Mm-hmm. Yep. Skin? So, um, yep. Take One a moment to respond to this. Take a moment for Nick today. Oh, can I? Yes, you can. Always, always do it every time. Yes. Yeah. Give me a moment to. Whenever you're feeling you're really good, power roll. Uh, can I get a runabout stat for the sensors? I'm pulling it up right
<laughs> oh gosh, I was freaking carrying this body yesterday forever. <laughs> <laughs> um, Long Beach. Stand by. But also, Long Beach. <laughs> uh, the difficulty for the scan? Yeah. Uh, at this range, the difficulty for scan is actually two. Sweet. So, um, but give me one second. I'm flipping through the book here. On ye old PDF. On Pitif, here we go. Do you have a cost runabout? It is computer sensors. Uh, or sensor science, rather. Uh, so, seven. All right. Eight. Alas. Uh, nice. uh, we still got two. Four uh, successes! Doo -doo. Yeah, we still got two moments. Yeah. So, nice we have so four total right now. Momentum. Okay. We um, had two already. Oh, I thought we spent them. Okay. We had five earlier. As this thing is coming into view, okay. um, you see the sensors look like they're being played havoc with, because um, you catch a couple of shadows on the sensors, and it almost looks like there's multiple objects out there, and oh. then it's one object again. And when you get back to tracking it down to one object, mm -hmm. you were able to get a pinpoint that this station does, in fact, look like it has a docking port. However, from the looks of the docking port, it looks like um, you're probably gonna have to beam over. Okay. And for lack of a better way of describing exactly what you're seeing in the sensors, mm -hmm. the docking port looks like it's designed for a very small vessel. And it almost, to you, judging from what you know mm -hmm. about like Earth history and whatnot, yeah. it kind of reminds you of some really old, like this would be a place that a shuttle pod, like an old school shuttle pod would dock with and then have to have like uh, multiple multiple fail-safes to decompress and allow people to enter. Oh, interesting. To, yeah, so it's an old-school docking port is what it looks like. Hmm. Huh. Am I getting anything from not this far? Um, there's somebody on that station. Body? That is much you can sense. Okay. Somebody. Somebody. I think I'm getting something. Body. Yes. Mm. Somebody's on that station. You're definitely sensing somebody is on that One station. One person? Are you catching? I'm only catching one thing. It's vague, so it's, it's hard to say if there's multiple people, but there's definitely a presence on the station. Very vague. I can't tell if it's more than one person, <laughs> but there is definitely something on that station. <laughs> there's an <laughs> echo. It's <laughs> <laughs> the only way to do it. Yeah. Okay, so I'm. Listen, so I really like the, the fact, yeah. and and we're all on comms together right now. Yeah, right? We should keep comms. You can hail. Yeah, yeah, I would like to. Uh, oh, you know what? We should see if we can hail them from this. This close uh, from, up? from this close hail station. Do you have your chair? Yes. Yes, yes. that's the leader of the away mission. Yeah. That's Hello. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I explain. I explained exactly what you said about the shadows, and yes. my personal opinion is probably those time particles that we were seeing floating around. That might be what's causing it, but that's purely mm. hypothesis right now. Um, I think Aren't that we should try. There, it's wonder. You know, I'm having a wonderful time right now. I can tell, Commander. It's 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 beautiful. Um, but I think we should try contacting the person there first before yes. we try talking. Yes, let's see if we can get a better signal this close up. Prawl says, opening hailing frequencies. Uh, two successes. Whee! What's the uh, runabout for communications? Oh, uh, communications? Communications <laughs> command, maybe, at this range. It's not a, that hard to establish. Um, according to this, yeah, it would be command at this range. So, um... Yeah, it'd be comms. So comms and command, so it is nine. Nine. Okay. Nine. No. <laughs> nine. We got two from two. a crawl. Okay. Um, yeah. Connection established. 
No reply. Perhaps they are not a verbal species? Perhaps. It's possible. They're, also, un- they're unable to respond, they are unwilling to respond. Well, also, look, depending on their technology, they may not be equipped to answer. Possible. I unfortunately am not close enough to sense any motive, just that there are, there is a presence aboard the station. Hmm. It well, that's motive enough for us to go there. Um, so. Your sensor scans, by the way, yeah. um, I should tell you, yeah. uh, they indicate that the station itself mm-hmm. is currently... The structure is scale four. Mm-hmm. Yes. Judging from the positioning and the way and some of the power liberties that you're getting from it, it, it would appear to be some kind of observation post. Hmm. Um, like maybe a science station of some kind. Okay. Um, but difficult to tell just from this profile. Um, it is currently running on minimal life support, and there are faint life signs. What about it makes me think it's a science station? Mostly the um, the fact that. Uh, from your scans, there are no defensive systems on the station. Okay. Um, no defensive hmm. systems, and you do notice that it seems to be equipped with multiple sensor platforms, all of which, apparently, um, before they went offline, um, it, it looks like their sensor platforms are much more archaic than yours. It looks like they're using... Hmm. Um, it, it looks like they're using what would be a step up from satellite dishes. Their yeah. sensor their sensor platforms look like they're you can you can tell where the sensor platforms are pointed at. Let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. So they look like they're quite ancient. They're old school. Mm-hmm. Like look at yeah. are is are your scans clear enough to tell if there's any language written on the very on the outside? Actually are my scans. You're not gonna be able to detect any language, you'd have to get a visual on that. Yeah. Yeah. Um I mean I personally think that we should see if we can get down there. Um, Absolutely. Because uh, it seems, well, first of all, it doesn't seem like this place, this structure is at least a threat to us. Um, definitely not equipped to shoot back at us, which is good to know. Um, but it also just seems extremely outdated. And considering the time particles uh, around here, I. I have, again, a few theories, but I would like to get a closer look before I just start shooting in the dark. I feel like I remember something about how theories could be... Never mind. (laughs) I believe the priority would be getting the life forms off the ship before the blast comes any farther. Absolutely. Is the blast a danger? You hear Prawl say, and friend goes, there's nothing to indicate that the blast is getting better or worse. It's impossible to tell, to be honest. It's exactly. We don't <laughs> know. How about we be quite quick? Yeah. Minimal life support? Uh, let's definitely be quick. <laughs> Would you recommend that we suit up, then, in that case? Very much I, so. Yeah, I, we don't actually know if any of the pinnacles have leaked inside this station. Oh, yeah. What What is the makeup of uh, the inside, like the... Yeah, can I get a... As I, as I said, it is it is running on low power and mm-hmm. is functioning with minimal life support, which means that yeah. the station is intact. Right, but right. I still don't... Still wear I don't trust everyone. I, I would like everyone to right. sit up. That would be my professional opinion. Is it opinion. oxygen? Minimal life support, <laughs> yes. so yes. yes. Okay. But that minimal life support can still mean other breathing... I would definitely have told you if it's not <laughs> okay. an oxygen atmosphere. It's okay. It's, it's, and XCO is like, I, I feel fine. I will never fault you for being thorough. Never, ever, um, ever. Not in Star Trek, especially. 
Right, but like my my professional opinion is that yes. we all still see that because yes. I don't know what's gonna happen to I fully appreciate your expertise. Everyone, why are you still not suited up? <laughs> Alright. So for the next ten minutes everyone Thank suits you. up and gets in the Enviro suits. Um Kits are taken, uh, the medical kits. Yes, um, please. Uh, it's very strange to be in something that's Starfleet issue. Prawl, Prawl votes against bringing phaser rifles at the request of the two officers that are following with him. Huh. Um, they Never. they reach down and make it sort of like a, 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 just like a gentle grasp from the weapon. By the way, you have two security officers with you. Right. There's Lieutenant Nadra Badim. Nadra Badim. They, yes. them, human. Nadra. Nadra Bedim. Um, they are former Maquis, and you would know this, Ooh. Uh, Gina. Yes. Yeah, Exio would know that yeah. Nadra Bedim is, is an ex-Maquis that joined Starfleet some years ago. And, and has, they're human? Uh, they are oh, human. Wow. They, them, yeah. Okay. Then the next one is Lieutenant Rahain, who is he, him, and Acacian. Yeah. Oh, hey. Cool. What's and his then, name again? Uh, Rahain. R apostrophe H. A I N. What's another cat? And then actually, there's three. And then the last one is Ensign Alex Nozumi. She her. Mm. Very quick for the kids at home. Who are the Maquis? Oh yeah. The Maquis. The Maquis are typically the most common word used to describe the Maquis across the quadrants are terrorists. But what they classify themselves are as resistance movement against the oppression of the Cardassian Empire. However, the Maquis were destroyed during the later years of the Dominion War and have not been seen or heard from since. Um, and it's very unlikely that any Maquis that would be around today would actually have any beef with Cardassians, mostly because the Cardassians themselves were nearly annihilated by oppressors. Um, the, there's just not enough left. Um, you would know. You would note. Um, Nadra Badim hasn't displayed any adverse attitude towards the science officer at all. In fact, they seem to be completely normalized. Like they don't even seem to notice. They're really focused on like checking mm -hmm. the phaser power cells and whatnot. But there hasn't been a problem. Sure. And Prawl specifically requested them. Yeah. Uh, we missed the last one, by the way. Insane. The last one is Insin Alex Nozumi. Alex Lozumi? Nozumi. N O. Japanese last name. Yep. Okay. N O Z U M I. Nozumi. Nozumi san. And that was. What are the ranks of the first two um, officers? The first ranks Nadra is lieutenant. Thank you. They are lieutenants. And Rahain is also lieutenant. Okay. And. Alex and Nuz then Ensign. Ensign Nuzumi. Yes. And they're all security. Yep, they're all security. And they're handpicked by Prawl. Great. Um, uh, I will give you this. It's real mild. But um, there was an emotional reaction from Lieutenant Badim the moment this mission began that felt close to apprehension, but you haven't felt it since. Um, it feels like they've relaxed a little bit. They're really focused on their task. And they're listening to Prawl as Prawl's giving orders. No phaser rifles are going in there. Set your phasers to stun. We don't know who we're up against. Can I do a rally task? Yes, absolutely. Wow. Ah, you're going to use rally? Sure. Yes. Go ahead. Okay. So um, what's that roll? <clears throat> it is a presence command roll. Presence command, and what is the effect? Um, momentum generator. Generates momentum? Difficulty zero uh, momentum task, as I recall. 
believe that's correct. Rallying my way team. Okay, so difficulty is zero. Yay. Go ahead and make your roll. Come on. I really, I don't know why I did that. To let me also. I know. (laughs) But away missions, though. Right, but there's also no point to me. Uh, it's all right. All do you right. want to take a moment for an extra die? Uh, do you want an assist? Nah, nah. It's a zero. It's it's. Oh, that's true. It's, it's a zero. Yeah. Let's just see if my speech falls flat. <laughs> You're a little before you, Bard. <laughs> okay. I got one. Yeah. So okay, got one. that's all we need. We'll some momentum. Yeah. And we have five oh, total. Five? Yeah. All right. So you're going in there with a yeah. good pull of momentum. Okay. Okay. What's the speech, though? I guess. So, um, all right, everyone. Now, I know that this is not technically a rescue mission yet, and it is not a going and murder everyone mission either. But we need to be safe because we don't know their intentions. We don't know if we are an enemy to them. We do not know anything about them. We could be harmful to them just being there. They may not be from our time. So everyone, just behave, follow orders, and stay safe. Yes, Commander? Go team. Prawl orders two of the security officers to stay here on the shuttle. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, and is going to be taking Lieutenant Rahane with him. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the Cation's coming with. Um, Sweet. Cation's got like dark tan hair. Um, and like sharp green eyes in the yellow uniform, and you just see him nod as he kind of leans back and ding, 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 sets his phaser to stun and slides it into the holster. Um, and the transporter on this particular shuttlecraft is one. <laughs> so one by one, you all are going to be beaming over. Um, you can do multiples okay. at the same time, but it's mm. um, in this particular instance, it's really not that big of a deal. My guess mm. is Rahane goes first. Yeah, Prawl and everybody's going to be going first, yeah. but mm-hmm. but it's not a complication. So one by one, everyone in groups of like in like pairs, you all start beaming over. Okay. Um, and then a few moments pass when you are all finally materialized inside the station. Um, <clears throat> the interior of the station, the area you've beamed into, just beyond the confines of the helmets. Wait, you're not in one, obviously. No. So um, everybody else um, looking around, you see this is a very darkened inside of the station. Minimal power is a good way of putting it. Um, rather than activating the shoulder lamps, which they were used to using, um, your helmets immediately compensate. And you just see this, this low light vision encompass your entire field of vision. So you can see perfectly in the dark. Rain and I um, also have night vision. Right. Um, Escations. Real um, quick too, uh, so did Ensandari go down the engineer? Mm-hmm. Yes, I believe Dari, so. Yeah, yeah Dari's with us. So, uh, can I spend two momentum to say that Dari brought a uh, beam enhancer for beaming out? Uh, that would be a pattern enhancer. Yeah, yeah. yeah that a, pa- a pattern enhancer. Pattern enhancer. Yeah. yeah, she could have brought a pattern yeah. enhancers Great. for emergency Great. beam out. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Or do yeah. we not need to spend momentum? Is that standard? No, you can. You don't have to spend momentum. Oh, okay. Oh, so okay. I'll just that's establish that that's there. That, that, okay. You can spend momentum to create advantage oh, if you were like, um, can we just say we brought in pattern enhancer right. and just put? But if you wanted to tell me now at the beginning of this mission, yes, that's fine. So that's um, as as everybody's getting set up and looking around, she immediately starts setting up the pattern enhancers and going through it. And she's just kind of talking out loud to herself like she normally does <laughs> as the Andorian moves from place to place. Um, Ambassador, yes. Do you feel anything? There is a presence on the station. Um, y'all are definitely not alone. 
but it's very difficult. Definitely not alone. There is presence here, but I am not getting any strong emotional feedback from them one way or the other. I just mm. know that something is here. It's possible they're not conscious yet. Can I um run just a tricorder scan? Sh- yeah, mm-hmm. tricorder scan for life science. I would like Standard to assist issue. as well. Sure. Uh, I'm scanning medical, for life forms. Standard yep. procedure yep. to run a tricorder scan when you yep. enter into an unknown situation. So go ahead and make a roll. The difficulty is two. What is it? Uh, this is going to be, well, for you, it's reason science. Yeah. Um, for you, it's going to be... Um, medicine? I'm yeah, actually, I might say for you, it's going to be reason medicine. Mm, and the tricorder's advantage. And the control tricorder's advantage. So difficulty is Success. one. Success. Success? Okay. Yes. Okay. Add that to your pool. Yeah. Um, I think we're maxed out. Mm-hmm. Yes, you are actually detecting multiple life signs in the station, but they are fluctuating. Um, it looks like the particles that are probably bombarding the station are wreaking havoc with sensors. Okay. Which, um, when the frustration becomes apparent, um, <laughs> your Andorian engineer, she looks up and she goes, Oh yeah, are you getting that too? Yeah, absolutely. It's really annoying. Yes. She just keeps <laughs> tapping away and she's like, There's nothing we can do to compensate for that. The saturation rate at this close to the particle fountain is going to be in... It's going to be unstoppable. We're just going to have to deal with it. All right. Then we're going to have to rely on our peepers. Let's go. Now, your tricorder scan is going to give you a basic idea of the immediate layout of the station, and it is also going to give you an idea of which direction these life forms are in. So Did you get the disturbances that I'm getting, do they, do they, does the data output seem similar to those shadows that I was getting earlier? No. Okay. It's just yeah. completely different. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Peepers it is. Which direction? Um, There's literally a left and a right. And this place, it looks like this place is advanced enough that it does have artificial gravity. Um, It does have a life support system. Okay. But the technology levels that you are all observing as you're moving through here, especially some of the bizarre language that you see on what looks like their version of the computer systems, um, would indicate that this is a language never before recorded by Starfleet. I... I have linguistics. Can I can I get some like sort sure. of root? Try to get a root idea. Yeah. Um, go ahead and uh, make your roll. Uh huh. Um, the difficulty of this is going to be four. Is this going to be a reason? This would be a reason command check, I believe. Reason command. Yeah. Oh, all right. It could also be reason science if you needed to make it reason science. Uh and yeah, either or. So. That's true. Yeah. All right. Uh, okay. That was the crappiest roll I've ever rolled. If only I'd rolled that for, you know, any of my you games roll? with. Uh, I rolled a natural 20 and an 18. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm going to pull that thread. Yeah. <laughs> Why can't you jail? roll for this on <laughs> Thursday? I'm going to pull that. I mean, they up thread over here. also okay. roll bad on Thursdays. <laughs> um... You're looking at this language, and you can't even begin to conceive of the alphabet. Like, you're not even sure what you're looking at. At some points, it looks like it's just a series of symbols, and you can't tell if it's actually trying to direct you to where the words actually are on the screen, but a lot of the flickering yellow and gold and purple uh, lights that are coming through on what their their version of essentially is an archaic L cars would indicate that this is a, a, a root language that Starfleet has never had contact with before. Okay. I had a friend who went mad trying to decode a language that looked a little bit like this. <laughs> I well, have an idea. Shouldn't. <laughs> so, I have an idea yes, that doctor. might be a little unorthodox, but 
and mm. perhaps Lieutenant uh, Rehan can help me with this as well. I'm gonna, take, I'm gonna help <laughs> take my helmet off. Please explain before you do that. <laughs> yes. You start removing your helmet and Exio. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so one of my talents as a Cation is acute sense of smell and hearing. So maybe as Cations we can maybe smell life, like life, mid people. We can smell life. We can smell <laughs> roll to smell anything. life. I, I mean, it's an idea. If we can't decide which way to turn or if they're close enough, we could. All right, blood. just be I ready know. to possibly diagnose yourself with particle damage. Uh, <laughs> the Cation security officer raises his hand and says, uh, "Excuse me, Commander. I think perhaps it would be best if I did this." It would probably be more important that our chief medical officer be in the best of health in case this turns out to be something of a bad idea. Please. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> you can treat me, doctor, if there's a problem. I'll just grab everything ready. All right. Uh, he looks at it as you prepare, and he just... You'll be fine. Looking... <laughs> I think. Looks over at Prawl, and Prawl just looks at him like, you volunteered. And um, the Cation just... There's a clicking sound, and... Pulls the helmet off and just goes... Air is cool, a little bit stale. I'm not sure what I'm smelling, but there is a scent in here. Which direction? Difficult to say. It smells... Air is somewhat saturated with it. it. Might be a coolant of some kind. It smells like some kind of chemical, and something else, but I can't pinpoint what it is. Hmm. Alright, then I pick left. I was just going to say, let's just... Please put your helmet back on. Yes, Commander. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Tricorder's not indicating that he is in any kind of trouble. He's fine. His his biologics are fine. Um, But you see... It was worth a shot. Mm -hmm. It was. We now know there's a chemical component in the air. Might be systems damage of some kind. All right. Paul says, I'm going to take point. Please. Um, Rain, take the back. The Cation nods, slides back. Um... While we're walking, I just want to, I don't want to interact with it, but can I see if there are any sort of, like, technology um, assessment? um, Is there anything that I can plug into? Is it even that advanced? Um, I would say uh, make a, hmm, that's a really, I would say make a reason science check on this. Okay. Calm down, R2-D2. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yes. If she wants to be assisted, yeah. Yeah, why not? Great, because uh, when your character is You said reason science? Um, because yeah. when you're a jet. <laughs> um, also, by the way, um, yeah, reason science. Thank you. And as this is happening, you hear Prog get on the comms and say, I need one of you to stay by uh, our engineer while she finishes setting up the pattern enhancers. And a few moments later, um, beaming over, you see uh, Incident Izumi. Also, uh, when a character assists a superior, the superior gains a bonus momentum. I succeeded in that, so we... So y'all are maxing oh, out. Yeah, we're maxed out already. Yeah, but we can use this on this roll. Oh, the, right. the difficulty is only remember. one. Great. I didn't get it on those two. No. Uh, you were rolling with which? Reasons, oh, men, and science. Oh, then you didn't hit it anyway. Yeah, I know. What'd you get? I got none. Oh, then you're... Right, well, sorry, one. I one success. One. Okay, then two your assist does kick in. Yeah. Okay, so that's sorry. two successes total? Yep. Okay, cool. Um... This technology level, since you're actually doing sort of like a, an attain information on this technology yeah. level, um, everything in your database would indicate that this is probably, wh- whoever they are, they're probably new to the stars. Sure. Um, you're guessing just post-warp technology levels. Oof. So okay. probably, 
probably like Earth. Time during... period. What's like that? Star date. Oh, it's that's really difficult to tell. Okay. Um, but it does look like the station is in decent repair. Sure. Um, so it doesn't look Except like it's, it's systems are failing. Systems are failing, but it, it doesn't look like there's no there's no like matter. There's no dust collecting. There's nothing like that. This place doesn't look like it's ancient. Sure. Um, it just looks and the power systems that are are active are just low powered. So there's no flickering yeah. lights or anything. Everything's just low down. Power. So I can or cannot plug in. You don't get the sense that there's any computer system in the station that would be able to handle you. <laughs> all right, all right. Yeah. Powerful woman. Yeah. No, much like the ring, people that I can't handle. The ring on your hand yeah. is probably more advanced than every single piece of equipment on the station. Oh my. Okay. <laughs> is everyone ready? To the surprise of no one. Yes, as ready I think as I'll ever be. I really wish I could tell where that is coming from. Um, Bryn or uh, pulls out the tricorder and just flips it open and starts running a scan as he's walking. Um, and all of you begin to move I'm down the I'm keeping my eyes up. Okay, cool. Tricorders um, seem to be unreliable at the moment. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, the corridors in this place, moving through them, you are all getting a sense that this is definitely just a post-warp society because you come across what looks like crew quarters that are open. These crew quarters aren't necessarily rooms that you just walk into. It looks like these are sort of steps down into pod areas where there are small living spaces, mm -hmm. where you see beds and shelving units and all sorts of interesting- Personal items? Personal items, yes. <laughs> you see images. Pictures pictures which you presume are family. Yes. Um, what do they look like? Yes. Um, whoever <laughs> yes, they are, I would like to... whoever yeah. they are, um, they appear to be humanoid. Okay. They have sort of a orange yellowish tint to their skin that's somewhat mottled. And they have these beautiful, glossy, almost obsidian-like black platelets that line their faces. So okay. they have a very humanoid face, slightly smaller mouth, but their eyes are actually um, look vaguely as like the same look like the same sort of glossy blackness of the the plates across their eyes. Oh, so it goes down the center of their no whites. Mm -mm. Okay, goes down the center of their of their faces. And all the way down to like their mouth area, mm -hmm. and then it kind of lines their jaws and their what would be their cheekbones. Okay. Other than that, they look pretty like a humanoid race. <laughs> okay. Um, and in these pictures, you see what looks like families smiling, like and their environment. Um, mildly sharpened teeth. Some of them look like a mixture between round to Im indicate that perhaps evolution from omnivore and carnivore. Sure. Um, much like humans. Yeah. Um, but um. You are getting like what must be pictures of their homeworld. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is this. Fascinating snapshots. They're they're literally like physical pictures, which, which, <laughs> that noise. Uh, they're like physical pictures you can hold. Yeah. Um, like picking it up in these frames. Um, you can see some of them are on walls, like old ways of like holding on to the older technologies. But um, pictures of families. The the homeworld looks. Um, it almost looks it, it kind of judging from the landscape it looks rocky something like okay. Vulcan it looks like really okay. mountainous but it doesn't look like it has probably the same biodome because looking at the biodome itself you can see a lot of greenery or what you take for greenery because it looks like the plant life on this planet is purple um, hmm. the skies are also not the shades of blue it looks like a splash of like purples and yellows and blues and whatnot you're not I sure if that's a warping effect or if that's actually affected the picture same hue of the particle fountain? Not of the particle fountain, no. Good. No. Thank you. Nope, not of the yeah. particle fountain. Right. Particle fountain is almost a vibrant, like, uh, electrical white and mm -hmm. mixed with the blues of a nebula kind of surrounding its base. Okay. 
Yeah. Uh, do these quarters seem recently used? Um, no, but they don't seem like it was that long ago. In fact, judging from looking around, it looks like these quarters, if you didn't know any better, it looks like these quarters have been torn apart. Really? Yeah. Like they were evacuated very recently? That would be an investigation check, so I would say um, make yeah, an insight no, command. Yeah. I would say make an insight command roll. And the difficulty here is two. Uh, okay. Take a I'm gonna spend one momentum. Can I can I use my command focus? Mm-hmm. Can I yeah. assist using my cultural studies? Ooh. Um Or even do an investigation of my own with cultural yes. studies in mind. I don't think cultural studies would help you, but you can totally do an investigation and assist here. I would like to assist if yeah. possible. Go ahead. Sure. Go ahead and make your assist. You sure you want to use that one? <laughs> Listen, I'm going to give it another chance. Um, what, what's my difficulty? This, I'm gonna, what's, for, what's you, here? for you, I'm going to say this is going to be reason and... Uh, for you, I think it would be reason science. Okay. Kind of critically thinking here. Yep, we're good. Cool. How many? One. One. Four successes from me. Okay. We are maxed out. Um... So, Exio. With some obtain. Yeah, yeah, there's some obtain information floating. Um, as you're looking around, um, no, this was ransacked. Okay. Someone tore these quarters apart. Does it look like they were looking for something or they were trying to be intimidating? You're not sure about that. It's hard to say. But okay. judging from the way the place is tossed about, yeah. it, it looks like they were probably looking for something. Okay, so these life signs might be your friends, or it might be the people who tore this place apart. Yes, Wonderful. everyone, keep your phasers at the ready. Um, Prawl pulls his phaser out of the holster. Have we seen any other signs of possible um, struggle or notice yeah, any no bodies. blood or no bodies? I mean, it's possible this entire ship was kidnapped. Well, you guys got multiple life signs on senses, and I'm sensing a presence, but nothing distinct. Maybe someone hid away. Perhaps. Well, let's go. Am I getting anything stronger as we get closer? Or maybe it's a species that is uh, not necessarily. You wouldn't necessarily be able to sense. But on the sensors, when we were scanning the ship, um. Or the station, it was coming up as multiple stations, then one, then multiple, because of the interference. It could be the same with our life mm-hmm. form. It could be one life form, could be ten. We really have no way of telling, but either way, I would like to find them soon, depending on how much life. Uh, it's a pretty large ship. It is a very large ship, but Maybe I don't know how much. No. I don't know much how. how Let's much. be about her business, sir. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what I get. Um. <laughs> Like, Getting as much information as you can from these uh, these crew quarters. Yes. Um, I will give you this as a, like a f- one one piece of information. I will give you from such a rad roll and without giving you like for the obtained but, information. Yeah, sure. Um, sure. Um, whoever they are, they would appear to be peaceful. Whoever okay. these the, people, yes. Yeah, whoever the, yes, the originator absolutely. of this speed, whoever whoever was the builders and the staff of this station. Yes. They do not register as ever being encountered by Starfleet before, but no. apparently they seem peaceful. Yes, I don't um, think they are not peaceful. I'm worried that whatever somebody possibly else, harmed right. them is still on sure. the ship. Uh, I have a very weird like uh, like role that I want to try doing. 
Okay. With, with my we do quarter. still have a little bit of um, we still information have uh, floating information. around yeah. from that investigation. Now. Um, more questions. Oh, yes. Is there a question? Can I figure out the approximate size of these of 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 these orange? Based uh, on like the beds, or yeah. Yes. yeah, bed size. Yes, yeah, like yes. Um, they. It would appear that their average height, judging from yeah. uh, the pictures and the bed and the information that you're able to get just from looking around, also the size of some of the uniforms mm-hmm. that are in the room. Which, by the way, look very much like uh, sort of like the the Enterprise era, so like zip up one uniforms, kind of like maintenance uniform mm-hmm. style stuff. Um, it looks like they probably stand at an average height that that is comparable to human beings. Okay. So they probably vary from about five to six feet um, on average. So would I be able to run another tricorder scan to see what size that life form is? Which life form? Mm-hmm. Um, the other life form that we look for a specific size in the scan. Um, yeah. You can make the attempt. Okay. Yes, go ahead and make the attempt. I'm going to put the difficulty down at four. It's going to drop down to three because here's my second one. Yes, can I assist? Oh, Oh, or you can assist. (laughs) One of you can assist. Exil? I was just assisting because if it's Mm -hmm. my form related. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who, who, other? I was just going to be doing an advisory assist. So Mm -hmm. if you'd like to assist with your physical. Xenobio? I have xenobiology. Okay. Yes. Control medicine, I'm assuming. I just uh, advise that you should assist in this manner. This would be yes. reason medicine. Yes. I would also like to uh, uh, cautious. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Um, yes. If I need to reroll. Okay. Um, actually, yeah. Here we go. And oh, oh, yeah. Uh, can I can I use my xenobiology focus for this? Yes. Yay. Okay. So one, two, three, four, five. Four. Okay. Five. So you smash that to help. Yeah. Um, um, you you immediately get a ping on the sensors. Okay. The tricorder scan's got a life form. Okay. Roughly the same height that you're looking for. Okay. Um, nice. And it appears to be uh, barely registering as a life form. Hmm. Um, but you've got you've got a direction. All right. Quickly. Um, Only quickly. once. Oh. It looks like only one. It looks like it's not doing very well, and um, it seems to match the approximate size of these uh, the species. I'm going right. But it's a way. It's a rescue mission time. But Everyone it still on does it. not tell us whether it's friend or foe. But we should go to it immediately. Captain, and yes. You look like you want to say something. No, I was just like to clarify. What I heard you say is barely a life form, not barely alive. It's barely registering. On a, scan, right. on a scan, so like something that might be a silicon-based kind of like, it's a possibility. The boundaries of what a life form is versus whether or not it's about to be. And I phrased it that way oh. specifically because I was you were getting pinged that you found the life form, but because of the interference in the station, I'm not giving you as much information. Okay, mm-hmm. great. Mm-hmm. So we don't however, need to directly infer that there's a thingy that's dying. It's however, just impossible. Oh, okay. However, exactly. you can make an information spin, obtain information spin to clarify that. There's some that. floating. You can yeah. always make the obtain let's, information. Let's spin. do the obtain information. Spin okay, for that. it is definitely a living life form. Okay, great. A biological, and okay. it, it matches the profile, okay. but not for um, long. So I go now, thank you. Uh, Prawl grabs your arm and says, "Whoa, whoa, whoa!" Yeah, doctor. you don't get to run away from doctor, the crew. Doctor, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna go where you want to go, but we need to do this together. I would like to get there quickly in case there's not much time left. Well, we'll, we'll let me take point and let's go. Yes. <laughs> okay. Prawl starts moving out. All right. Um, it takes a few moments of walking down these long, dark, shadowed corridors. You do occasionally pass like a flickering light, and you can hear the heavy boots of your Enviro suits thudding against the metal of the floor. And as you round the corner, all of you kind of catch your breath because you see it at the exact same time. A row of what looks like stasis pods 
that all are active, just lining the side of this hallway. Um, full? Looks like they're full. There's 12 of them. They're just lining the sides of this hallway. They're large enough to accommodate the life forms that you were talking about. Mm-hmm. And you can see sort of this cryo mist kind of drifting lazily above, like they've all been activated and they've been turned on. Um, um, and your tricorder is pinpointing that this is exactly what you're picking up. P- pinging, Captain. Okay. You hear the mm-hmm. chirping sound. Report. We have stasis pods, 12 of them. Unknown species, definitely not recorded in Starfleet. They seem to be alive. Hmm. Do you have any idea why they would be in stasis? Are the stasis pods holding stable? Are the stasis pods stable? I mean, approaching them, what's interesting, you can actually walk up and you can physically see them inside the pods. They are, they're, they're just these sort of glass domes looking pods. They're just very peacefully laying inside with their eyes closed and all Is of their that lives. What feeling too? What's that? Peaceful? Um, you're not getting any feelings from them. Which is typical for a species that might be unconscious, mm-hmm. or if they're not going through severe, if they're in stasis, that's not unusual. Mm-hmm. Um, but you are still getting emotional feelings in the station. Mm-hmm. Um, go ahead and make your, your roll real yeah. quick and make an obtain information check if you want, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. as per usual. Uh, Difficulty of this is two, mm-hmm. it's reduced to one because you're using a tricorder. Uh, Two successes. Two successes. Um, um, bounce on the turn. Yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely obtain information. Um, Tricorder is telling you that they are all alive. Great. It looks like they're all in good condition. Mm-hmm. They've probably mm-hmm. been in here for a few months. Okay. Commander. <sighs> yes, Ambassador. And would you? Did you have a spend that you were going to do? Or yeah, I think that um, I want my obtain information to be. I, I kind of want to see if there's like a is is there any sort of like readout or like um there is yeah computer readouts it's all active but it's the same language that the ambassador didn't know what the hell they were looking at can I um, uh frick, frick. I mean I can try again yeah um, as you are trying again mm-hmm. your GM is going to spend all that delicious threat you've been throwing at me <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna keep talking to the captain, and you spend your threat. Okay. Mm-hmm. Do you do your dialogue, um, with the captain? The um. The ship seems to have been ransacked. They were either looking for something or someone. I I know we have the pods in front of us, but I actually need to speak with you two. Um, captain, stay on. Um. You kept reading someone. This is 12. This is 12. This I is... don't think this is who we are looking for. It most certainly is not. I'm getting something from somewhere. These aren't giving me anything, but I'm still feeling something. Everyone stay aware. I'm looking directly at security. Security is... It, it, I just spent three threat. Yep. Yeah. So this is what happens. Yeah. Oh boy. I want everyone to stay aware, and you look directly at Prawl. Prawl in his helmet, you can see his mouth opening and the expression change on his face. And it happens so quick that you are aware of what's happening. What? Um, he is in the process of shouting an alarm. Yeah. And he's raising his phaser. It all seems to happen in slow motion. Um, he's pulling his phaser up. A few of you and instinctually look in the direction as he's shouting an alarm. The incident in the back, the Cation also pulls up the phaser. And just as a disruptor blast ignites at the end of the hallway, right before we go to break, you see the silhouette of a large, well-armed Gorn. Oh! I know, boys, let's go. (laughs) And that is where we're going to go on our break. (laughs) 
So stay tuned. We'll be back in 10 minutes. Welcome back, everybody, from our break. We are back in on a space station that just became very deadly. We're going to go ahead and jump right back into the game. Way to assume. Because, Maybe it's a friend. Natural uh, killer. No. I have well, a natural Well, that would be uh, the reason why I couldn't sense motive. Everybody. <laughs> um, because I spent threats, it is an ambush. This Gorn is getting the initiative, and I'm opening fire. Yes. Okay, great. Um, so we're going to jump right into this. Great. Um... Do with us. Let me set this up. Mm-hmm. So just for everyone at home, and because we're not participating, while this is getting set up, let's go over some of the basics of combat. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first either. attacker is going to make a roll, and it's the daring plus security roll, and then uh, it's going to be against the other team, and we're going to take turns in the combat. Depending on the nature of the attack, a daring plus security is going to be a melee roll, while range, which is, for instance, Crawl's specialty, as well as, I believe, the cats, uh, is control uh, for phasers. Yes. Uh, control security is a difficulty two, uh, and an unopposed kind of thing, whereas melee is an opposed check, as we have seen. Doctor. <laughs> what? <laughs> I know, I know what you're thinking. I accidentally dropped the med kit. Whoopsie doodle. <laughs> That's such a strange word for me to use, Doctor. I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, where did it come from? Body? The translator's on the fritz again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. Oh, gosh. No, jeez. <laughs> yeah, we are the OGs. So uh, this is Eric's going on to the next step of rolling the challenge dice, which are these d6s, and that's going to determine how much damage is done. They make us sad. Except when Carl's rolling them. They right. make us glad. And this would be the, the case where uh, any effects would come into play as well. Right. Uh, disruptors, I believe, have the vicious quality, mm-hmm. which, as someone who hit people with my crutches that had a vicious quality back in the day, is bad, sad, bad for people who get hit. On an effect, side. it oh, takes an oh, extra oh, oh. damage. Hold up, hold up, hold up. What are you holding? <laughs> also, we should get them. Whatever you're holding, put it down. Yeah. yeah. I feel like we're about to get it. And uh, uh, the ambassador. I'm and going the ambassador. to remove. Okay, so I'm going to <laughs> remove the bonus I gave that Gorn from Why? the ambush because Prawl has the trait <gasps> constantly, constantly watching. watching. Yeah, and, and, and I told and he took his nature. and he took his thing out earlier. Mm-hmm. He took out his phaser earlier when yeah. I told him to be more cautious. Yes, but I spent three threat. For I know. This. I'm just so, saying this is why it's <sighs> happening. Sure, but I'm going to allow. <laughs> what I'm going to do is I'm going to allow the Gorn to have initiative, and he's going to get the shot. However, it's not going to make that much of a difference. Great. Um, but it, I just wanted, I wanted to point that out because Prawl does have that. And he, he does. Have a thing. So, He's constantly um, My good paranoid kill boy. We have a tie. Not paranoid if you're right. Um, may I please cool. spend one momentum to avoid injury? Yes! yes. Um, a green bolt of disruptor energy explodes into existence and slams right into the left shoulder of Prawl who spins on his heel and mm. lets a phaser shot go just as he's going down. Which direction? Let's find out. Oh no! Oh boy. Was that one of the effects that was rolled? Uh, no, the uh, he was just. I'm giving him initiative since he had ah. the spot on the on the mm. So mm. on his turn, he's firing back essentially. Yes, yes. He's uh, taking one for cautious. Mm. Uh, okay, cool. Yes. Yes. Take one for cautious, mm-hmm. especially yeah, because <laughs> especially because he's at a disadvantage right now to hit the scorn. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, he's taking a minor action to aim as well. <coughs> I'm not going to give him a minor action. He doesn't need, no. I'm, 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 this You're just going to kill our NPC. No, I'm, this is an complication. I'm not going to let him have a minor action. Like, you can get a shot off, but that's it. Totally. No worries. Um, Sorry. That is two. Oh, jeez. This is... 
Uh, oh, he got a success. Yes. Oh. Um, I'm going to reroll the other one because I got cautious. And he got a success. He's going to hit the Gorn. All right, yeah. Um, wow. Nicely done, Prawl. Uh, we have enough Six. momentum for rerolls on the challenge dice. Okay, good so to know. What is Prawl uh, firing with? A phaser? He is currently yes. firing with a phaser. Yeah, he does not have, have a charge, but it is set to stun. It's it is non lethal. Um, oh, wow, Prawl. Okay. So I rolled five effects. Okay. So five, six. Well, wow. because you didn't uh, activate uh, quality of right. the minor action, it isn't going to happen. So it's going to have six. So, and this is... Uh, so if nothing else, it's going to be an intro. Except, uh, I don't know how big a deal character is. Uh, so Eric's just rolled six Oh, but he can't spend momentum because he is a minor NPC. So he's going down. Oh, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so wow. it all happens in a time span of a split second. Mm. You see Prawl get shot with a disruptor pistol. From down the hall, from a Gorn, it goes. This hits him. He spins and manages an incredible shot. As he's spinning on the heel, going down, he lets loose an angry red beam of phaser, which strikes the Gorn right in the chest and drops him instantly. Yes. The Gorn crumples down to the ground, and Prawl lands down onto his stomach with a grunt. Crawl? And you can see smoke drifting up from a <laughs> seared environmental suit. Oh, crap, go. The Stay other side. The other side of the suit apparently is displaying signs of where the disruptor bolt exited, even though you didn't see it happen. So you see a burn mark on one side of the shoulder and a burn mark on the other. Immediately. And Brawl, you hear Prawl and his enviros are just going, fuck, fuck, I'm also right right there. On the ambassador, now. Um, And I run to the Gorn. Immediately dashes up. I'm following you. Um, The two of you are dashing towards the Gorn? Yes. Um, Phaser's out. Your science officer goes, Captain, I'm detecting weapons fire on the station. All right, Messier. Uh, Captain was on. Right now. Captain, oh. I left Captain on. Yeah, uh, so, so this is all <laughs> happening at once. Then, and then you are now hearing the ends of that exchange. Um, I'm pulling pain. Okay. Uh, so let's do this. You're dashing down the hall. You're on yeah. the comms with the captain. Giving play by play to captain. You're da- you're crouching down next to Prawl. Yeah, and the Gorn is down, right? Yeah, the Gorn's yeah. down. Okay, we're running to the, the Gorn. The Gorn is right a minor now. NPC, so they cannot spin to avoid injury, and so he took an injury. Then, yeah, then stumped, I'll go to Prawl. Even to... though he has a thick hide. I'll disarm. Okay. Uh, yeah, he's stunned. That's a stunned Gorn. <laughs> he's stunned. Um, right. Okay, so why don't we? It's. I'm going to give you guys the initiative since the Gorn has been removed from combat. Who wants to go? I'm uh, with Prawl. So, but who wants to? Who wants to take an action right now? Um, we are running to Gorn. I'm ordering Lacat to disarm. Okay, so y'all are dashing, and I'm yes. going to say your move actions is getting up to the Gorn. Yeah. Okay, Okay. Yep. cool. So you get to the end of the hallway, which, by the way, at that junction, it branches to the right. So the moment you reach the Gorn's body, you can actually see down the hallway, and the first thing you see are two more Gorn. Back up. Um, you kind of dash over to there. It looks like they have weapons drawn and are just as surprised to see you because they just watched their comrade get shot. But... B- Disruptor bolts immediately explode just as y'all back up, because it was your action. So narratively, as y'all step back, you all see these disruptor bolts smash into the side of the station's uh, wall. How far? Right where Exio and LeCat were standing. Um, um, they're about seven meters away. I was asking, actually asking about the fallen disruptor. Oh, that's crump- That's still in the Gorn's hand. No. <laughs> disruptor, by the way, does not have a stun setting. Right. They are built to kill. I know, but this is... Okay, yeah, no. Your Cardassian no. blood calls to you. You are cat. not doing that. <laughs> okay, I'm not doing that. Who are the weapon? Well, he cannot keep it. Yes, yes, I'm um, trying to get it away yes. from something that is just stunned. Yes? Yes. Okay, but and also, then later? Oh, no. 
Uh, I would like to use uh, my cat-like reflexes during the first round of combat. If I have not acted, which I have not yet, uh, I can take a minor action by spending one momentum. So I am going to very quickly... For <laughs> Play with myself. Sorry. Wait, Wait, Wait no, no, no. Prawl dies Wait. as you just swipe at the ear. No, no, no. Uh, because you're with Prawl and yeah. I'm right there, I'm going to quickly... He, uh, or They were with Prawl. Sure, what are you and doing? I'm going to quickly uh, put together like um, a pain slash... Like, like a hypospray? A hypospray. Uh, give it to the ambassador and... Because and, I hear phaser fires. And heads toward Exio and the cat to help. Okay. Because so she hands you one of the hypospraces and hands yeah. it to you. Basically, basically you're now taking <laughs> care of him. He'll be fine. <laughs> Just to help. Yeah. And okay. go and go bolt towards towards them to help. Um <laughs> you I, watch this, the doctor leaves you with this injury. You're holding the hyperspray, what are you gonna do? So I I already have a hold of Prawl's hand. I'm already pulling pain. Okay. Um do you experience the pain that you pull? Um, I can receive emotions, so yes. Okay. Um, in that case, you're you're just receiving, kind of subduing the the shock system. You're not actually receiving the pain into your body, but you are feeding off of Prawl's emotions, and uh, Prawl is fucking furious. Mm-hmm. He his his anger is keeping the pain at bay. Mm-hmm. So as you're pulling it loose, you're just feeling this wave of rage. Um, it's, it's... Oh, I get it. And then I... <laughs> I um, so we'll get to that in a second, because this is all... Um, I've given you guys two actions now, so it's going to mm-hmm. be their action at this mm-hmm, point. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we're going to get back into the flow of combat, because technically you're not allowed to do the, your the turn problem. again unless you keep yeah. initiative. Mm. In this turn, so we're going to give you guys that, so you're dashing towards yeah, I, these two. I did a minor yeah. action with the hypospray, my major action is to get yeah. to Yeah, them. and I'll let you, by the end of your action, you arrive... I'm next fast. to the cat and Axio. Yes. Um, so on their action, uh, they immediately, uh, from what you can see just from around the corner, they pull back around the corner and take cover. Great. Great. Um, are there doors in this hallway? There seems to be a door about 30 meters down at the end of this hallway behind them. Okay. So they're so they're coming okay. out of like, there's a hallway mm-hmm. that they've come around and spotted you and they've dashed around that corner again. Mm-hmm. And that's about 15 meters down. Okay. So I said seven, but it's it's fifteen meters away from where you guys were. Quick, quick question. Yeah, what's up? What happens if I get shot? If you get shot, yes. It, depending on how bad it is, because uh, you not actually this, me. You actually can't take yeah. injury, but the yeah. injury effect will still come into play. So yes. if you get shot, and you are taken down, mm-hmm. then your program will simply go offline, and yeah. you will lose all information that you had here, and will require a full boot up back in the ship, which is essentially the equivalent... If it hits just any part of If me. you are killed in action, as it were, yeah, yeah, yeah. you would essentially... I know about the reboot stuff, I just right. mean the, what physically happens to my hard light body. Oh, your hologram would start flickering in and cool. out of existence. Yeah. Um, and the matrix, to start, the matrix that holds your light systems would start to break down. Um, okay. and We've got reason engineering for you as the counterpart to reason and medicine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It would essentially look like a shatter point in your hologram matrix. So your your arm Ooh. might be missing, even though you can still move. But I wouldn't it. fully shut off. No. One well, zap wouldn't. It would really depend on how much damage you took and what kind of injuries you sustained. For example, if you took injury and you didn't have momentum to spend to avoid it, you're down. Okay. Your, your program would flicker offline. Okay. But there's no need for you to know that. That would never come into play. So. No, never. Not while I'm being mm-hmm. shot at by a couple of gone. It's really fine. <laughs> um, so that's what. Um, so that was their action. Who wants to go next? 
Okay. Um, so you guys actually hmm. went. So the two of you have oh. moved. So it's it's really it's it's literally down. Oh, actually, you know, everybody Wait, on the ground is moved. Top of the ground? Yeah. So then what we can not not yet because we still have uh, three more players. So you get to go next. Okay. Um, um, if you want to give a hypo spray to stabilize sure, sure. him, I think uh, as I'm pulling the anger and I'm kind of getting overwhelmed by it, I just go, "I need you to calm down. Please calm down." Calm down, and then down. I know, I know, <laughs> we don't but know. I'm, just, I'm saying it anyway. Sure, mantra. <laughs> and then I, I, I give him the hypo spray. Okay, so this is going to be a reason medicine check. Sure. But you're going to get a reduced difficulty because That's it's it, a prepared hypo spray. This is a crap roll for me. Um, <laughs> so my bad. It's fine. <laughs> you just press the button. <laughs> the difficulty one, you said? Uh, no. Uh, oh, actually, it's only one injury. So uh, one sec. Uh, with one injury, it's not as bad. It's not quite as bad. Um, the concoction will be fine. Another character may provide first aid, performing a first aid task as a simple injury. Okay, so this is a daring plus medicine task with a difficulty of one. Even worse. Um, <laughs> daring plus medicine, you say? Healing an injury. Oh, wait, no, this is healing an injury. Can I assist? Oh, just just press the button. Oh, hold on, everybody. Hold on, please. Um, so, uh, so healing an injury is this is not first aid this is healing an injury so healing an injury is a different matter it cannot be done during combat an injured mm. character requires treatment to remove the injury this requires control plus medicine with a difficulty of two and he shrugged it off right yes so what you yeah. can do give him this hypo spray and he'll get a free recovery okay which will allow him to get back into combat okay but he's gonna have an injury on him still. that's fine so okay. i do i need to roll anything at all um it's a difficulty one so go ahead and because this is what am i rolling determined. here this is a daring medicine check god this is Sucky roll for me. All right, here we go. Uh, but I got a success. Ooh, so you go. You go. Uh, yeah, I got one success. You feel the hypo spray, and he goes. <sighs> All right, go get him, Tyga. He gets back up, and he pulls that phaser out, and uh, that's his action. Back on board the bridge of the USS Ross. Um, you hear just as all of this action is taking place, and you're hearing the fire. You get the notification that there's weapons fire in the station. Um. You hear one of the ox crew, one of the instances taken over the helm, just goes, Captain, there's a vessel emerging from the other side of the station. Uh, and it pops up on visual. Great. Name? Uh, it is... Oops, where'd it go? Also, just to place me, I'm on the engineering console on the bridge. Thank you. Okay, cool. So then you're seeing this, too, mm -hmm. um, as it pops around. What did I do with the damn thing? Um... It's a Gorn Raider, Vishap class. V-I-S-H-A-P. And immediately, the computer recognizes, identifies it as a small raider. It is a scale three ship. As <laughs> the captain grins. You know exactly what I mean. <laughs> it's a scale three ship. Um, it is a small, it is a small vessel. It has, it has, uh, your, the database will tell you just right off the bat, um, which I think we should do a quick scan. So let's use, um, let's set the def let's set the skill level at four. Yeah, we have uh, Anton, uh, uh, Lucien Messier. Okay, cool. On science, then, based then on who took over last time. Awesome, cool. Go ahead Great. and make that roll. Uh, and assist for. Yes, uh, assist from Ross. Uh, I, we have that probe up. Yeah. That probe still exists. That probe is all the way over into the vicinity of the particle. It, it's not a. That is a one-way trip. Yeah, I'm just hoping to use the fact that we have our ship, the probe, and the runabout to triangulate a little more effectively. 
Um, Just like a little bit of an advantage. If you want to spin for that advantage, I'll allow it. No. Okay. Uh, yes, from Ross. Okay. Um, what you get from this? So, how many successes uh, total? No, that's from Ross. Oh, Which that's from Ross. Yet. Oh, so I'm I'm rolling for. Uh, okay, so one run. Okay, so that's a uh, two total. Two total. That's enough. Mm-hmm. Good. Two. Uh, difficulty was uh, difficult. Was it difficulty two? I think it was one. Oh, then we difficulty one roll. Great. Okay. One. Four momentum. So, um, this shop is actually a frigate. It's a destroyer, typically used in the Gorn hegemony. Mm-hmm. Um, however, your sensor scans would indicate, especially from looking at the visuals, this is not a military vessel or a member of the, the Gorn hegemony. It, they have a they have a symbol proudly displaying on the side of their ship that would indicate that they are not representatives of their government. <laughs> Are they pirates? They're probably pirates. Oh my! Um, so many pirates. Um, what is what does Sul do when they spot this? What trajectory are they on? They're currently emerging from the other side of the station, and their weapons are hot. Let me give you the rest of the information. Basically, I'm trying to figure out if they're coming at me like someone who is very they're unwise, or if uh, they are running away. So they are going into an attack pattern. It looks like they are emerging from the side of the station, and their weapons are on. Their shields are up. Um, they are so. This is what you've got. This is the information the computer pulls up because yeah. this is not an unusual ship that the Starfleet doesn't know. Sure. Scale three, resistance five. They are hardy ships. Um, they do have disruptor banks and photon torpedoes and a weak ass tractor beam. Um, but they do have an improved uh, impulse drive and a duranium armor plating makes the resistance on these things really rough. Right, that's where they got the mm-hmm. five from. In- the resistance five makes their hulls really freaking tough. Um. Mm-hmm. But uh, whether or not this is actually up to par is a, is a matter of conjecture. But as it's moving, it's going to... Currently, it is at extreme distance. Because it's on the far side of the station at some distance. And it looks like it was using. Um, what would you like to do? We're going to close. Do you want to call for red alert? Yes. <laughs> okay. Oh, press the button! Yeah. It's okay. So the ship yeah. goes to red alert immediately. Nice. Shield, energized defense fields come online. Weapons yes. come online. As Helm get into striking range with that vessel, uh, Vasquez, keep weapons hot. Hi, Captain. Um, so spend one power. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you guys the initiative on this. So spending one power is going to move you guys closer into range, but the Ross mm-hmm. has a whopping 15 power. Uh, <laughs> is 13 that well, now. We're at 13, yeah, 13 now because now. we lost, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is just. Enormous <laughs> amounts of power in a starship. Just enough. <laughs> <laughs> enormous amounts of power in a starship. Um, so you begin to move into range. Um, you get the impression as Ross moves within one more striking. So now you're at long range. Yes. Um, you get the impression just from watching the visual screen and as we knowing what you know about pirates and how they think and how they maneuver. Mm-hmm. You start putting together a story immediately based off of what you see the pirate ship doing as you all close in. Because it would appear they've changed their mind. (laughs) As the Ross begins to emerge around the other side, you see them making a sudden course correction pointing away from you guys. Um, They're not getting an action to move this turn because they've got their action taken Mm -hmm. already. But, um, But you already know what's up. They probably didn't understand the same way you didn't necessarily what ship was waiting for them on the other side of that station. They came around the corner and saw an Explorer Cruiser class starship vessel and their turning tail. Um, Permission right. to give power to tractor beams, Captain. Attaboy. Can you, you can activate uh, tractor beam long range. 
Uh, no, it's a close range weapon. Okay, uh, cool. We're going to be uh, siphoning down their power from long range as soon as Messier gets uh, attempts to scan for their weaknesses, which technically was something that the probe will also help with. Uh, mm-hmm. But that ship, well, that probe <laughs> has launched. Yes. Uh, all of that said, my concern is that as they're making their little about face to tuck their tail between their legs, that they aren't uh, trying to swing by the station. To try to get their friends? Uh, to try to get their friends, or, or to try to get the San Antonio. Yeah. Uh, because so that, that's a much weaker, tar- softer target. So I can give you some more tactical information based off what you say. tank for them. So mm-hmm. here's the station, right? And here's, you guys are the Ross. You're here in the front yes. of the station. And this ship... And also, the San Antonio is oh. on this side of the station as well. Mm-hmm. The ship is emerging from the far side from hundreds of kilometers away on the far side of the station. They've literally banked around, mm-hmm. and they were closing to an attack vector when they saw you, and now they're kind of doing this. So right. they're actually moving away from the San Antonio, from you, from the station. Perfect. They're uh, actually pointing closer into the direction of the particle fountain. Whether they know they're doing something stupid or not is right. up for debate. I mean, at this point, they... The high-risk maneuver is worth it to them to try to get away, especially because they have good heat on their impulse engines. The best we can do is outfly them. Or catch them. Well. And right. shoot their engines out from under them, yes. <laughs> Tech's excited. I want to catch them. Get them! Get them! Right, this is all what you were playing this afternoon, right? <laughs> okay. Uh, so yes, it's a uh, messy scanning for weaknesses next. Okay, cool. Dummy roll. Mm-hmm. What am I? What's the number I'm trying to hit with this? Um, let's see. A scan for weakness check. Uh, do you have that there? Yes. That should be on the science thing. Thank you. So um, thirteen. Weaknesses. That's one success. So hopefully that's enough. Well, there's also. And Ross. Uh, we should be good from Ross actually. Uh, once we check. Navigator, uh, helm, center sweep. Where scan for weakness. Control science task. Uh, diff- oh wait, is it? One of the ones that's different in the book. Anyway, uh, it's difficulty one from here. That's fine. Um, uh, difficulty ranges for each increment beyond close, so actually it's total of three. So one success and one from Ross, so that yeah. could be enough. Yeah. Okay, so uh, no. science officer just says there's too much interference, Captain. All right. Uh, She's turning to starboard. And you see that that uh, they're not again. This is narrative. They're not actually taking the movement, but you see that they are dedicated to that starboard turn to get the hell away from you guys. Helm, close. Playing in a course. Um, what are you doing? This is firing my tractor beam. You, it's a close range. You no, can't. Uh, oh, I can't. yeah, we're we're gonna goose it up. Uh, gotcha. Whatever you've got in terms of engineering shenanigans. Yeah, so. <laughs> I can because right now we've got our power diverted to shields. Mm-hmm. I can divert some of that power to our speed to try to catch up to the engines instead. Um, I, I know there's an official rule for this, but just for funsies, mm-hmm. um, if you want, I'll allow the Ross to burn, um, I'll say we push the engines. Yeah. So if you want to sink two power. Sure. Um, I will allow the Ross to move one more yeah. on this Thank round. You. She's got it. Um, so We're you guys basically jump to full impulse for a burst of speed. Um, Ow! Um, <laughs> I'm gonna have the helms roll. I'm gonna give them 12, I'll give them supporting crew, so I'm gonna give them 13. I'll just make that as a standard. All right, uh, engines con from Ross. That's one success, yeah. Uh, and that's another success from Ross. So then gain one momentum, and you guys are closing in this. By the start of the next turn, you're gonna be in medium range. All right, Ross guys, get ready to take the shot. <laughs> All right, back on the station. Great, yes, yes. It's gonna be their action. 
Great. Um, you can hear through the universal translator. Um, Give us our friend. We'll let you go. Hmm. Echoing down the hallway. No. Hear <laughs> <laughs> me. Doctor, the doctor says back. I just, I just made it up to y'all. Uh, are they, they, is it, can we speak back or are we still yeah. in combat? Yeah, like y'all, no, technically combat's frozen for the moment. Ah. Your friend shot first. Throw your weapons down the hall and surrender. You hear it muttering on the other side. If you want to make a roll, you can try. Oh, yeah. Okay, make a presence command roll. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The difficulty on this is going to be four. Can I assist? I cannot assist. Can Sorry, what did you say? Difficulty of this is presence and command. And the presence and command. Difficulty is four. This is technically a social combat check, but yeah. Don't be next to the um, Really <laughs> not right. I'm going to use my hand focus. Use a momentum right now. Yes, I am. Um... Because we have open comms tonight. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I have collaboration. Oh. Get my intimidation focus and how do I what do I oh okay, okay. Yeah. I'm 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 tapping I'm system tapping commander's <laughs> intimidation focus. Okay. <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> well hi! Oh yeah, she's yeah, related to you. We're on the same wavelength. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Get out of my brain! Yeah. <laughs> um okay. <laughs> Hey. Hey. Oy. Feels good to have a focus. Yes, it do. Because I think that got you there. Yeah. I think it One, do. two, three, four. 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 I helped. You helped so good. Thanks, Captain. These are minor NPCs. Yes. So as you shout that back, you hear this sort of rumbling from multiple Gorn voices. And a few moments pass. And then unmistakably, you hear the heavy... Fading. <laughs> Sounds okay. of heavy footsteps. Okay. Um, and you, at first, the suspicion of what has happened is immediately, immediately verified by the scorn that's laying on the ground who also hears this mm -hmm. and who is still stunned, but he overhears the commotion and just goes, oh, this is like the snarl of irritation as his comrades fucking run away. Down, oh, they bolt. They bolt. Oh, oh yeah, like the tepid cowards they are before they, your light. They <laughs> had an exchange, decided he right. wasn't worth it. They bolt. So oh, where they're bolting that. to is hard to say. The station is not big, but they are bolting in the opposite direction that they came. Okay. Um, McCrow, confiscate uh, the weapon. And Am I you running? and I I'm running. are going. Let's go. Um, mm. And I'm staying on captain. Yes. Um, we've got two runners. I imagine you've already caught their getaway ship. We're in progress. They're probably going to try to hole up, uh, well, and hope that their ship comes for them. They'll have bad news. I want to use the tractor beam. You hear in a moment once we get into range, chief. <laughs> okay. I've Hold just... your tractors. <laughs> I'm hoping Crawl is at this point running after the commander and the cat. Uh, uh, yeah, well, everyone is assembled at the edge of the hallway now. Yeah, yeah. So no one's running after anybody unless you're giving chase. No, yeah. we're giving we chase. We were going to give chase. Oh, you're going to give chase? chase. <laughs> okay. At least for a moment. Crawl um, yeah. is stumbling as quickly as he can oh, past you. He stops at the edge and he looks over at uh, the other security officer and just says, Rain, go, go, go. 
and Rain dashes, these long Cation legs dashing after the two of you, catches up in just moments. You right. can hear the, the soft padded, like heavy boots mixing in right behind all of you, just as Rain. I'm just gonna stay back here. Uh, yeah, when he catches up, I'm quite mad because I gave him specific instructions to protect the ambassador. Who? Rain. No. Rain? I, yeah. No. It's fine. What do you mean? I, I, I put Lieutenant no. Rain on a specific keep ambassador safe duty. No. Okay. <laughs> a direct Prawl, order. Yeah, then Prawl just told him to go after. He yeah. did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Later. Yep. I'm sticking Later. with the... <sighs> Tell What's me that? about it. I, uh, the... Uh, uh, Commander Exio just told me to stay with and confiscate the weapon. And confiscate the weapon, so I'm staying with the other Gorn. Okay. Because cool. I'm I'm following orders even though I want to run. Okay. Don't run. There are two injured people where you are. <laughs> and I'm way down at the other side They're of the hall, fine. just staying where I was told yep. to stay. Alright. Somebody listens. <laughs> yeah. That's um, my job. I'm listening. I um, guess while we're running, we are not giving chase for very long. If they are not around this immediate corner, we stay with our crew. Do you understand me? I understand that, Direct but I would like... Isaac, <laughs> Rain. Yes, yes, Commander. Uh, I, I, as, as we run, can I just, like, do, like, a brief, just, like, check, <laughs> like, uh, observational scan for, um, for, like, any, like, you know, Gorn that might pop out of the hallways? Not or, right now, because okay. your action is literally chasing after them, Dang. so your movement at the end of this round is going to keep you in range. I didn't know like a minor But next, rain, next round, you'll be able to do it. The minor action kind of came to, actually, you could do it. Yeah! You'd be able to do it, because it was mostly Commander Exio who was taking the action here. Yes. Everybody okay. was taking movement actions, but if you want to do a minor action to take a, uh, take a, like a quick Glance look around. at what yeah. you're up against, Absolutely. go ahead, you won't have to make a roll, I'm just okay. going to tell you, unless... Uh, um, I'm trying to use suspicious by nature. Go ahead, yeah. make your roll. Difficulty to do one. Great. Uh, two. Wait, what am I rolling uh, here? Uh, it's uh, difficulty one. So you're going to do this. Is going to be inside security. Uh, inside security. Great. Uh, two successes. Okay. Um, we gain the momentum. You're entering what looks like the engineering compartments of the station. Okay. Great. Um, so what's very likely waiting ahead for you is a single large room. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're looking at either passing through a couple of doors, but you're essentially you're not sure what the layout of the station is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it's possible you might be running into cornering them. Okay. Which could be dangerous for everybody involved. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think if we keep going, we corner them, but we also corner them. Yes. Um, what are your orders? My orders are we guard this door so they do not come back out. All right. And we get those pods off the ship and rendezvous with the captain immediately. Understood. So, mm-hmm. Dari, are we ready? Yeah, yeah, we're ready. We are not what, going in that room. What is going on? I'm hearing gun, I'm hearing phaser fire, I'm hearing... We have 12 pods. Um, contact uh, 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 contact Commander Prawl. He will have a, a lock-on for the pods for you. Everyone needs to get off the ship immediately. Understood, Commander. Um, okay. So, y'all move as... You're staying where you are. Prawl's taking a security action to guard the... to secure this area. Um, back on the ship... Let's go ahead and go back on the ship. They're using their movement action. They're going to spend one power. Um, they are... <laughs> I think I'm going to have them roll for this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm going to have them roll to do this. Mm-hmm. They are going to attempt to go to warp. Of course. Ooh. 
That is absolutely what makes sense for them to do. Get the F out of Dodge. It is a high-risk situation for them, and they know that nothing good happens if they heave to. Here we go. Good luck to them. I'm going to set the difficulty at three for this, because Mm -hmm. they are within range of the particle fountain. There's there's, there's all sorts of reasons. They're burning. (laughs) I'm going to burn... I'm pretty sure that's nice. Burn the power here. What it could be. So... Mm. Here we go. Mm. Nope. (laughs) 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 You hear like the Millennium Falcon engine noise. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you fixed it! It's not my fault! (laughs) Did you just hear that? (laughs) Yeah, right now there's a Gorn Helmsman that's wondering... So fired. Um, (laughs) So fired. uh, Yeah, so... You detect a power spike in their warp core as they're attempting to establish a warp field bubble, but the particles that are blasting out of this immeasurably huge and dangerous particle fountain is actually breaking down the ability to to establish a warp field bubble around the ship. So you watch the acceleration, but nothing, literally nothing is happening, and their entire action is being burned on zilch. You know what could have told them that? A probe. <laughs> uh, it is now your action. Phasers. You want to shoot? Going after the you? I'm guessing you're going to go after the power. What are you doing? Uh, yes. Uh, if we make the hit. Okay. Uh, but first, one has to successfully shoot. Alas, we don't have prowl. So we're in medium we range. Distance. Yes. Mm-hmm. So uh, the, this should be a difficulty two shot. Right. All right. Let's see if we go. Phasers fire. That's one success. Null from Ross. <laughs> The, the interference from these particle, like as you guys are closing in and going around the side of the station, the interference from this particle fountain is actually starting to wreak havoc with targeting sensors. Oh boy. And you hear the irritation in the crewman's voice just going, Sorry, Captain. Hey, it's all right. Once more with feeling. I'm doing a direct task. Yes. Nice. Yes. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Um, I believe they are assisted by my presence command in this. Oh, okay. Mm. Let's go ahead and make that roll. They yeah. got one success. Uh, That's two crit. successes. Crit. Uh-huh. <laughs> so and Ross. No. So three, three successes, so bank two momentum. That's a strike. Oh, One momentum. One momentum for strike. Good. All right, uh, cool. So we are all the way up. Uh, we are spending... Uh, so uh, roll the challenge dice, please. Uh, that's eight challenge dice. Two, four, six, eight. And then I have the goodies list uh, up. All right. Uh... <laughs> Jesus Christ. Poor Gorn. <laughs> oh, no. So, so two, four, six, seven, eight, nine with two effects. Good. Uh, I want to use... Should we blow them up? Uh, Good God. I'm using both of those effects for penetration, so four of their resistance is ignored. So one resistance? Yes, they get one resistance. So they took... Eight damage. Eight damage total? Yeah. Jesus, that's a breach. Yes. <laughs> Okay, so their shields um, are going to drop dramatically here. Actually, hmm, how many of these do I want to spend? So that was two there. Uh, mm. Yeah, that'll be enough for now. Okay, uh, that's going to be one breach. Pick. Let's roll to see what you breached as the Ross yeah. blasts through. Thanks. Nicely where done. They're, they're Good shot. Right Good captain, Ooh. too. Yes. It's so almost as though captain. we picked a captain who knows what the hell they're doing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Almost like pirates almost. messed with a captain who hates pirates. 
Yeah. Pilot? What? That is definitely what I said. <laughs> no. All right, Gilbert and Sullivan. Tell yeah, 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 himself. <laughs> okay. One it's moment. just funny because in Japanese, pilots and pirates sound the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. They do. Gilbert and Sullivan. Yeah. Unless you kaizoku. So that's nice. I love that we're getting Japanese lessons, so I'm looking this up. Well, <laughs> I mean, hey. it's because the L and the R sound are the same mm-hmm. in Japanese, so it's pirates and pirates are just the same. It's the same. D. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Sam, do you have to remember which which page uh, the uh, the? Oh, and we get uh, two momentum back uh, for those phasers because they're oh, versatile. Right. Because they're uh, versatile, which actually makes it a great time to do a devastating attack. Uh, that's right, yeah. So, so I'll do, do that. it. Do um, it. Roll do an it. additional system. That system suffers an additional hit, dealing half the primary attack's damage rounding up. Okay, Four so here we damage. go. So you're going to hit... And the resistance still goes up under 15, so this is going to strike their structure. Ta-da. They weren't using that whole. That was the anything. sound of the structure. So this, <laughs> their structure is got one breach. Mm-hmm. Jeez. That's no good. Mm-hmm. Um... Okay. Oh, their shields are down. Uh, that was some very no, good fully their shields are at six. Okay. Yep. Ooh. Did you hear me? Bonk? And their communications, because you use that. So oh. both of those take one. Yep. <laughs> and a total of twelve damage. Total of twelve damage. Um, so the resistance is going to soak one of that. Oh no! Wait. Sorry. Thirteen damage because it was nine and then half rounding up. So it's uh, five into the comms. So, f- wait, okay, so they have shields of 13 mm-hmm. and a resistance of 5. You knocked down the resistance to 1. The half damage is calculated, I believe, before you soak the resistance. I see, okay. So, half and then resistance. So, total damage again. Ag- so, so total actually dam- it is 4, I apologize. Okay, so then total damage against their shields is yeah, what? Is uh, 12. 12, so they're down to okay. 1 shield. Yes, I got it. Resistance and they got is a calculated each time. Okay, um, two direct hits as the Ross opens fire, striking this ship. Um, the devastation to their shields is absolute. Their shields have dropped down to 10%. And you can see this glittering trail of ionization and damage sort of like wafting off the back of their ship vessel, like gold glitter in space. You know it's exhaust from a damaged structure. Um, it's literally superheated particles of their hull being powderized in space from the strike from the phasers. Um, it's your turn. Captain, permission to beam survivors into the brig. Uh, we'd have to do that from close range now. We're at- you're actually at close range with the station right now because in order to close the distance, you're, the station is literally adjacent to y'all right now. Oh, yes. I was talking about the, the ship too. Like anybody surviving that's on the ship that's about to be done. Which ship that's about to be done? Uh, they're shot on. Oh, oh, they're okay. Yeah. Their ship is just heavily damaged. Right, right, right. But they're not about to explode or anything. Oh, okay. They just dropped down to one shield and they took a breach. And then on the planet... On the station, everything, on the station is, rather. everything is fine on the station except for the weapons fire that you're hearing. Right. I was under, misunderstanding the severity of the damage. Oh, yeah. No, they're not in the middle of a breach or anything. Up. Okay. No, uh, they'd need a couple more uh, breaches. In. Gotcha. Yeah. Two more breaches, and then that is exactly what's going to happen. So, for instance, they're they impacted. get one more hit on them. Yeah. It's also worth noting that you impacted their communications, so they're right. going to need a minor action if you're going to hail them. They're not going to be able to talk to you right now. So here's what I'm going <laughs> to no, do. there was a chance. This is what I'm going to do for my action then, because re- repairing that and opening hailing frequencies is a control engineering task. So from my console, I'm going to start working on repairing that through the interference and their damaged console. Okay. Yeah. Um, by the way, because you impacted their structure, they actually have one fewer action this round. Oh, 
Yeah. And by the way, since I only have two active players on the bridge, I'm doing this kind of piecemeal as opposed yeah. to using full-scale actions. Yes. Since we're uh, yeah. doing sky and ground combat right Thank now. Thank you. Mm-hmm. No problem. So, um, go ahead and make your roll. Okay, so this is a control engineering roll. Uh, what do you want to set the difficulty at? What are you trying to do? Establish hailing frequencies. Okay. And their communications is out, but I can fix that with a, co- a control engineering task at the communications deck. You calm so hard, you bust through their problems. Potentially. And there's also the interference. If you spin for advantage, I'll let you do that. Yeah. Because technically you can't repair their ship from just... Right, right. It's more monitor. like finding a different way to communicate. Sure, yes. yeah. But what I could do is if you're willing to spin for advantage, what mm-hmm. I'll do is I'll say that they can hear you, but they can't respond. Great. I just want to establish the link. Sure. Okay. Oh, yeah. Cool. Please Go ahead and make your roll. The difficulty the is one. I'll talk so to. I'll spend Am one. Am I also rolling anything? Um, uh, you can roll for Ross if you wanted to. Mm-hmm. All right, what's my role? Uh, probably 11, um, com- no, uh, communications engineering, so 12. Cool. And you see, so what was the difficulty? The difficulty is one. Just one. Yep. Nothing from Ross. We're going to burn that down. Oh! So this one, no. I actually have born near a warp core, so I get to, get to re-roll. re-roll this. Okay. Uh, yay! So that's just one success. <laughs> You're on, Captain. If you want to be. Uh, we have established a, a frequency. They can hear you. If, if you want to. <laughs> I haven't opened the channel yet. <laughs> I strongly recommend heaving too. This will be your only warning. And the channel's open now, Captain. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> We're assuming that that was... Yeah. Um, go ahead, and just for funsies, I would love to he- I would love to see Captain Saul make a command presence roll here. Mm-hmm. And this is absolutely an intimidation check. Yes. <laughs> What's the difficulty... Uh, this is actually uh, an opposed role against Ooh. their captain. Mm. So the difficulty starts at one, but it's an opposed check. So go ahead and make your roll, and I'll compare it to what I'm about to roll. Unfortunately, a well-placed word goes a long way. <laughs> You're going to burn that determination? Nice. <laughs> All right. Oh, uh, I should prop for cautious psychologists. Cool. Uh, okay, so... Oops. Wait, that's him? Oh, that is him. <laughs> that's hilarious. Okay. <laughs> What'd you get? Uh. <laughs> you wait patiently as you're looking at the view screen. Oscar's get ready. In case he decides to make bad decisions. Their engines are going offline, Captain. Smart. They're lowering their shields and disarming their weapons. You will be beamed into our brig and not harmed. Chief. You gotta figure that as a pirate, the worst per the best person you could possibly be captured by is Starfleet. Oh yes. If you're gonna get if you're gonna get caught by somebody. Hmm. Um Chief we'll thank us later. to Chief Singh. Uh yes, Chief. We're you got a lot of beaming to do, so get ready. Uh give me just a moment. There's a lot of interference out there, but I will see to it. Um, meanwhile in the station yes. you guys have reached the door mm-hmm. yeah. um, your tricorder scan is telling you that there is only one way in and out of the engine room the engine room is quite small there are three Gorn in there they are all heavily armed with disruptors mm-hmm. um, oh like they only carry one gun <laughs> okay um, and as y'all are just sitting there you hear uh, you can hear on the other side coming through a comm this growling crackling noise of uh what sounds like it sounds like a damaged comm unit 
Like, there's lots of static, just... And you can hear Gorn essentially saying, Say again! And you hear again something coming through. And it's the two of you, uh... You see... The Cation security officer, he sets... Sets... Gets his charge ready mm-hmm. as his minor action. Um, and he's waiting on your word. Is the captain still in contact? Mm-hmm. Have, has that has that encounter been on open comms to no, me? No. Okay. Hmm. Uh, you can uh, call in for a status report because we're. I would we'd like be good for that. That would make me call in for a status report. Okay. Um. So. You're not in combat also, right now, so you can do this. Uh, okay. Yeah. Um, yes. Don't worry about your action economy right now. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I was don't, like, oh. Uh, when the no, door opens and, and bolts start flying, then you yeah, don't have to worry okay. about it. But right now, we're literally paused in combat. Okay. So. Um, wait, they seem confused. Captain, status update. We've secured the pirate vessel. What's going on on the station? We have three cowards trying to make their escape. Where are they making their stand? They're currently holed up in the engine room. We have the only door blocked. Ah, that is a potentially explosive situation. Mind the engine room. Uh, Can you get all of the stasis pods and get yourselves out? That is the goal. I was going to give them one more opportunity to surrender with the rest of their crew, Captain. Get everybody out and then we'll give them the opportunity. My first priority is all of you. Secure yourselves. We'll take care of that. Agreed. Okay. So, the priority is beaming out the stasis pods first, is that correct? Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, That room, then us. Sing is going to, I'm going to have to roll for Sing, but, Mm -hmm. um, and let's spend momentum on this because this is going to be very difficult considering Mm -hmm. the proximity of the... uh, Uh, I, I talk real good. Yeah, we're talking. Yeah, So, how much momentum would you like? One for an extra day. Uh, yes, please. Because I'm gonna set the difficulty. I'm gonna make this. It's essentially it's gonna be an extended task. Um, so there's gonna be multiple rolls here. But um, there we go. And does the pattern enhancer count as an advantage? No, because the pattern pattern enhancers are literally back. Yeah, it's it's back at the the beginning of the waypoint for the away mission. Um. However, if you the interference. if you no, well, I was going to say. However, what we could do is um, if one more pattern enhancer can, if two more pattern enhancers can be beamed over from the Ross, mm-hmm. then uh, then those can be set up to actually beam out the pods individually. Mm-hmm. Are we able to beam no. to the station? It's going to be taking. So if you want to beam, if you want to beam the pods out, um, which is probably preferable because beaming somebody out of cryostasis is dangerous. Yeah. Um, if you want to beam the pods out. That's going to take engineering checks to just to basically uncouple them mm-hmm. from their systems and then beam outs. So you're talking about a long operation. So really, the priority right now is to secure these Gorn and make sure they're not a, a threat anymore. Then it's a then it's just a narrative process of beaming out everybody that you need to beam out. Well, in that case, everybody do literally the opposite of what I ordered. <laughs> that's, that's kind of the situation. Because you, you've no. completely secured the Gorn situation at this point. It's the right. variable of who's behind these doors is the only Which is why we're staying put mm-hmm. as yeah. just security blockades in oh. case yeah. they decide to come back out yeah. or start causing havoc. Okay. Which is why the priority is the pod room with the ambassador, Prawl, and McCrell, and the secured... Gorn already, yeah, the Gorn's already and we are then second priority um, once gotcha. the, all of the threats are yeah. eliminated. Okay, yeah. so as a GM, I'm going to... It, 
because of the nature of the situation, yeah. because the getaway ship has been basically incapacitated, yeah. because you have them cornered and you yeah. successfully rolled three intimidation checks to, to ensure that these guys are giving up, mm-hmm. you also have the situation under control. The only threat that remains is the particle fountain, yes. which the Ross is going to have to roll against in an extended task. So instead of going through the process of rounding everybody up and getting the ship secured and everything else like that, over the next hour, people are going to be transported into the brig. You guys are going to be wrapping this up, but I need to get an engineering extended task roll as you all secure these pods and get people back on board the ship. Um, I would like to call for the ambassador's help on this. Okay. Because we're monitoring. uh, You had said over the communications that you were able to sense that they were alive, but they were not experiencing anything, correct? Of course, they're unconscious. That's not unusual. I would like you to make sure that they stay unconscious. If anybody's experiencing pain or waking up from stasis during this process, we need to know immediately. All right. However, I And our sensors are not the greatest. So I'm going to be be a GM. Oh. And I'm going to drop three threat here. Ooh. And I'm going to make this frustrating. Great. Can I ask? um, We can counter. If we also have momentum, yeah. Yeah. we can also do things yes. like advantages. Yeah, I Love was going to say, Dory is already set up a thing. Dari, which pro- Dari. Is yeah, it Dari? Yeah. Yeah. Dari. Sorry. But Dari. that doesn't, yeah, that'll help with the people and the yeah. movable, but not the pods. I'll also oh, be monitoring them. That's okay. what the, the pattern buffer enhances people moving back and forth, but the pods are big equipment, so it's mm. too big for that. I was going to say, if you wanted to monitor them on one side, I could monitor them on the other. Can we do two assists? Oh. No, but. Narratively, though. Something helped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something helped. <laughs> I'd be doctoring the whole time anyway. Okay. I mean, is, there's nothing is, it, to fight. is it really? Is it if really? Am I really the best person for this? Yes. Okay. Because <laughs> I don't need a tricorder to. Right. Um, Plus, I we see. don't. We can't trust our tricorders. Uh, so. Honestly, I was mostly going with feeling to like get. Y'all yoinked before the particle fountain. Mm-hmm. If it's going to take a hundred years, it's faster to just stun the Gorn and then tractor the station into safety. That's true. It is a scale four station. Right. I was but, operating on the assumption that, like, the beaming, in fact, goes much more efficiently since we have the Gorn cornered. If the particle fountain is, in fact, the greatest threat, it is. We should just tractor the station. You as can planned. totally tractor the station. So we tractor the station as planned. We and can use the tractor we need. The yeah. the pods at our leisure. Absolutely. We do that. Okay. Do we use um, <laughs> It is a skill four. Yes. So let's roll for Possibly. the tractor beam. Uh, yes. Do you have the tractor beam rules? Because strength I do. five. <laughs> Xander is on top. Of <laughs> yeah. I was excited. Tactical officer engages a tractor beam of a nearby object or vessel. This requires a control plus security task, assisted by the ship's structure and security, with a difficulty of two. It can only be directed at a target within close range. If successful, the target vessel is immobilized and cannot move, but we're towing. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Yep. All right. Um, momentum for extra die? Yes, please. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, Just get it. And then can chief assist because it's a well, it's using the oh. ship, but it's a uh, control security, right? Uh, it's control security. Uh, may I roll that? Yeah, great. Um, because I think everyone with good control security we put over there, uh, no, because this is now taking place. Um, 
Because here's the thing, only uh, only necessary personnel need to come back to the ship, so I'm assuming Prawl is going to make this roll. Do you Good. Want, no, yeah. Prawl can absolutely. Because I'm assuming Prawl was, Prawl was in us? the room of priority beanbacks. Yes. Cool. Mm-hmm. So Prawl, Prawl being being stabilized, I mean, he's going to have to go get the injury treated. But, um, but they probably but, can't uh, keep uh, him Krell, in Prawl and, and Olin were priority beam yeah. out, so yeah. we are already back If we can so, get Prawl tractoring, then Prawl should tractor. Yes, I'm going to use the, the next 15 minutes is recovering the away team, setting up the transporter, uh, getting an engineering team over, is beamed over. Mm-hmm. Um, seeing as having to take extra care, I'm going to ask that you guys put uh, subtract two more power from the Ross, mm-hmm. as seeing is pumping power into the transporters. So we're down to nine? Eight. Oh, eight. Uh, because there was one from the phaser shot. Yeah. Correct. Eight. So, uh, you guys have so much power in that ship. We have just enough. <laughs> so, so uh, subtracted two power. Seeing is able to use the transporters over a, uh, an extended period of time to actually set everything up and get the both the away team back to where they need to be and start setting up the beam outs of the uncoupled stasis pods. Um, the Ross successfully... How many successes did you roll on that assist roll? Uh, that was one. Uh, that's, per, uh, so that's three from Prawl. So, um, uh, so that was on a difficulty what? Uh, two. The difficulty two. was two. So you see this tractor be this glowing ambient blue light as the tractor beam with me just it's beautiful. locks on to the station. And one quarter impulse, and Vryn begins to steer. Vryn's sitting there at the helm station with just his helmet off, still in the Enviro suit. Um, he's got his gloves off, so he's got all that articulation going on. And you see the Ross... Slowly at first, but the Ross, a scale six exploration cruiser, pulls the scale four station slowly along, and you guys begin to feel a little bit of the rumbles as you're moving through some of the particle fields as it's fluctuated around you. And there is actually, for the first time in our show, a just sort of <laughs> like rumbling sensation on the bridge. And Bryn goes, my tea. Bryn, Bryn oh. just goes, it's a little, a little tricky when you got a big thing you're pulling. All the faith in the world to me. Um, and then a few moments pass, and he says. We're clear of the particle field. Hey. Um, you guys pull the station to safety. Um, Unload those stasis tubes. Uh, doctor, get everybody secure. Yes. I'd like them beam straight to sickbay, please. I'm sure we can move them. It would be a little more stable uh, to get them through transporter rooms. Oh, yes. Of course. Mm. Would you like to join me for the interview? Of course. So, you've successfully rescued the station, yes. you've captured the Gorn, yes. and you've saved this unknown species. Typical mm. Tuesday. <laughs> I think it's um, Monday. <laughs> I um, don't do day. And you managed to do all of it without getting too close to the particle fountain, which you could have very well ended up but doing I'm if you had had to fight that ship. I'm guessing that we got a shit ton of sensor readings <clears throat> after getting that close to it. Not as many as you'd like. In all honesty, the information that I gave Rave is literally all the information you were able to get from the particle fountain. But, as they say, it's not going anywhere. I mean, Um, we had to leave something for the Johnson to do. They have to feel useful. (laughs) (laughs) So, let's go ahead and finish this off with two more scenes. You would like to go interview the Gorn. Gorn. So as you're entering into... Uh, I hand you a data pad. Um... Just in case, I, they had picture frames. Um, I, I stole some from my memory and, and in case they wake up and need something to ground them. That's probably 
I'm unfortunately going to be with our pirate associates, so perhaps you would oh. like to talk to I, the people when they wake up. I misunderstood. I believed you were going to the pots. Go, uh... I have other... Rough some pirates up. <laughs> I would never. Oh, do you want me to... Oh, yes. Sorry. Once it's there, I kind of forget. <laughs> Hang on to it whenever oh, you like. So. Oh, gosh. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm coupling that. Look away, dear. Out of curiosity, before we jump into the scene, I would really like to know how the cat's doing. That was really your first combat away mission. Um, so as you've come back oh onto the God. ship... Um... <laughs> Being shot at, seeing seeing Prawl get shot, facing down. Is this the first time that you've actually been face to face with a Gorn? Mm-hmm. Do you think? Probably not. Probably not. Um, well, let's just specifically what I should say specifically is the Gorn hegemony. Probably mm-hmm. somebody from yeah, but. Uh, <laughs> He- hegemony. I always say hegemony. Yeah, hegemony. I, 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 God I sakes. Like She's hegemony. been in combat I've with Prowl before. I've been in combat yeah. before. They totally annihilated a couple episodes ago. Which is why I wouldn't have called that combat. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I never committed was, a single combat. It was literally <laughs> pressing a button and watching your bad guys go down. <laughs> um, just because they dominated today. in combat. Okay, so let's do this. I don't even think I fired a um, shot. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I'm just frustrated with the hegemony thing. Like, hegemony. 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 I keep doing that. Hegemony. Um, so, uh, so we are now going to start the scene in uh, in the brig. Yes. Um, the Gorn are separated into different cells, um, but the captain is kept in an individual cell. Mm. Um, and as you enter, you see one of the security officers, Captain, he's right over there. <sighs> Um, you move over. On this, barely fitting on this bed, is this long reptilian crocodile-like tail just snaked out and laid out onto the floor with this big thick leg pulled up to his chest and one outstretched. And he's got this arm hanging, hanging over the side. Judging from the life of this Gorn, he's seen some shit. The three fingers on his left hand are missing and seem to have been replaced by cybernetics. Um, they look crudely installed, woven into the flesh. You can tell that at some point his body probably fought off an infection because the skin around it models a little bit. Um, you can tell from the scarification on his face and also a few of the colorations across his chest and, and eyes and whatnot that he's been hit with energy fire multiple times in his life and probably did not get the proper medical treatment when it was done. In other words, Everything about this Gorn reads to you, Azri, as someone who has lived most of their life on the edge of civilized space. Um, well, even every good Gorn, run has to end somewhere. <laughs> you would know from Gorn society that Gorn like him are usually... Gorn are not very nice to their criminals. And it's not unusual to hear about them literally being drawn and quartered. Um, they are brutalized and killed when they're caught. Um, this particular Gorn with this sort of burn mark that's caused a bit of a sneer come up and he's got those classic Gorn like ocular goggles on so his eyes are actually covered by these golden looking like insectoid eyes that are cupped over (laughs) giving him this 
bizarre, like, wide-eyed look. Leathers from different kinds of species and animals across the quadrant adorn his body. And he just sits there and looks at you. You can't... He, Typical to Gorn, it's hard to read their expressions. <laughs> and I'm guessing <laughs> and just, I'm not getting any much any much more from them than I did on. Oh, the you way. are now. Yes. Oh, good. Now that you all have moved away from the particle fountain. Mm-hmm. Interestingly oh, enough. Interesting. Interestingly enough. Some space interferes with Belton's telepathy. I'll make a note. Yeah. Good to know. Interestingly enough, moving away from the particle fountain, mm-hmm. you were able to feel the emotions and presence of these Gorn. Mm, that is disconcerting. Mm. What, are they? what are they? Hmm. Uh, this particular Gorn is filled with indignation. How sad for him. <laughs> uh, the rest of the Gorn are curious, but mostly you detect fear. Lots and lots of fear in the room. And you're guessing the reason why is because these Gorn know that they're going to be sent back to the, hege- the hegemony, <laughs> and that what's going to await them there is not going to be very pleasant. Mm. They're captured pirates. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what you're sensing. Thank you, Captain, for doing the right thing by your crew. I had no desire to shoot them. There's dead silence. He just stares at you. Even the tail stops tw- moving. It just comes to a still. Starfleet imprisons its pirates, you know. What was that? Starfleet imprisons its pirates. Helpful ones, at least. The bulk of this Gorn, as he slowly rises, and he... He stands about five inches taller than you, Azari, as he moves over to you, and puts this meaty arm up over his head and leans against the bulkhead, and this huge crocodilian reptilian face looking down at you and you don't get the sense that he's trying to intimidate it looks like he's just getting closer to look and he regards you for a second you can see sort of this fuzzy sort of stained looking reflection of yourself back through the oculus of his his eye like uh, the eye sensors that are over his face and there's a beat and then for a moment he'd been there's a there's a about a three seconds of silence as he just stares at you. And then he says, Azuri Sol, Orion traitor. Mm. I heard you were headed this way. Heard from whom? The syndicate knows you're out here flying under the Federation flag. What's left of it? Who in the syndicate told you? He lowers his arm and he takes a step back and he says, No. Execution by my government is preferred than betrayal. Seems they left you out in the cold. They betrayed you first. You know that's not how this works. Mm. They have more than my life hanging over my head. I won't tell if you don't. (laughs) (laughs) 
the thudding sounds of this corn as he moves back. And he slides into the bed and he says, I will consider. Think fast. Your crew might make a different choice. And I only need information from one of you. I will say that we will be a lot gentler with you than uh, the consequences if you're sent back. And Olin just makes eye contact with everybody in the room. Okay. The other Gorn look very nervous. You can sense that they're very nervous. Um, But the captain, you don't sense any intimidation from the threat. Instead, you get this sense of, like, indignation but defeat. Um, He leans back against the bulkhead and angles his head up so you can see that the, the, the slight change of coloration on his gullet he kind of angles up and says the syndicate does not tell henchmen anything of consequence but a captain I am the only one who knows what you want to know hmm I would make that statement from your position either bluff or not I don't gamble I walk to the next cell They, Gorn in the other cell, look at each other as you approach. Are you feeling inclined to be helpful? One of them comes up and says, What do you wish to know? I'll tell you anything. Don't send me back. I think you and I should have a more private interview. Look to security. Put this one in an interrogation room. Right away, Captain. We'll be back. With your permission, Captain, I would really rather be with our guests and the commander. Of course. Thank you. And as you leave, just as the door is closing, you hear the distinct... (laughs) (laughs) You want to stop? I hope no one gives word to the syndicate that you did, Kate. Especially if you didn't. That'd be so unfortunate for you. And now I walk. Okay. Yeah. And I just nod to the captain and I start heading in Nexia's direction. Okay. In sickbay. Yes. They've been roused and slowly awoken from oh. their chambers. Um, they've also been outfitted. Um, and this is precautionary, but they've been given universal translators. Um, to understand you, so that when they I wake up, they don't hear. Data pads. <laughs> personal um, effect recordings. So their their personal translators are being sort of modulated as they're staring at you. One, yeah. the one that seems to be the lead scientist, based off of what's on their sleeve, these sort of markings on the sleeve. Mm-hmm. Um, you're hearing this strange language back and forth as they're looking at each other, but they're wide eyed, yeah. looking around, just like stunned, like looking over everything at all the colors and lights in the in the sick bay. Um, they seem particularly curious about you, Lucat, and they're smiling. It doesn't seem like mockery. It seems like scientists. They're oh my god, we just discovered a whole <laughs> slew of new species. <laughs> it just literally, it um, discovered us. <laughs> right. Um, and a few yeah, moments pass. A few moments pass when um, the nurse just says, "Okay, those should be working. Can you understand us now?" And the lead scientist's eyes widen. Their voice sounds strange, almost like it's coming through a radio speaker, an old-timey radio speaker. 
So it's got this sort of distant, like, background, you know, it's sort of like it's speaking through like a can almost. Sure. And you hear him go, yes, yes, I can understand you. How such remarkable technology. Who are you? Hello. Hello. We are Starfleet. What a beautiful name. Hello, Starfleet. My name is... Oh. <laughs> oh. Was that wrong? He stops and he looks should, at the other ones. Sorry. sorry. start over. Let's yes, start. from the beginning. <laughs> You're doing great. <laughs> my, my, stay over here. I am Dr. Yugas. 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 Hmm. Yes. I this am, is my crew staff. Uh, hello. Um, I, I guess you can... My personal name is Exio, the commander of this... Exio. 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 You hear them all looking at Exio. They're like saying to each other, "And are you?" That's what I did too. Uh, is your species Starfleet? No, I am a human. Human. Hologram. I hologram. Yes. This will take a long time. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Go ahead and make a command presence. Okay. Can I I have so many? Um, Let me know when I arrive. Um, I would say you're there. Okay. Then I I have patience with me as well. The patience is sitting at... The end, like at the door. Patience I, has I've, definitely gotten their attention. Yeah. They're just looking okay. at everything. I just, I just kept patience back at the door for now. Okay, but she's spending a momentum for collaboration with the captain. Please help me with my command roll. <laughs> Difficulty is one. Um, I'm gonna spend momentum to buy another die. I just really want them to be like like us. Determination if you have one. Um, and oh, <gasps> yeah. Wait. Um, that's true. Hmm. No, you haven't spent a game. Yet. Oh. Yeah. Can it be my door is always open? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> so auto success. Yeah. Also that. Yeah. yeah. But I like that one. No, I do too. Um, we, do we have oh, a difficulty? Right. Yeah, you can uh, still. Is one. Just, yeah. Yeah. So auto success. So this is just momentum game. Yeah. Or three. Oh, no. What's your name? Ah! <laughs> um... It's real good. It's real good. It. What is yours? Uh, five and your rent. Your five. Rent. Five successes. This. <laughs> their race is. Can I just start spitting out information at them? Which <laughs> not, does not, by the way, does not overwhelm them. They lean Great. in. No, uh, and they start asking questions. They I want to know what a Cardassian what I, yeah, is. Yeah, all of everything. Um, I make them meet everyone. Like you? Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Exposition. Yeah. Exposition. It's, it's 30 minutes of fast paced talking. If they ask about patients, I, I, I bring patients up to meet them. They want to know more about oh, Earth. Yes, yes, bring what in What is a canine? Um, uh, such sharp teeth for such an adorable me. creature. Yeah. Like all these like observations that are coming spilling out of them. There, uh, is it possible to take a tour of your ship? They've never seen technology like this before. Here's what you learn about them. Yes. They call themselves the Jashia. Jashia? How do we spell? The Jashia, uh, it's J apostrophe S-H-A. Oh, Jasha. Oh, I'm sorry, it's Jashashia. Jashashia. J apostrophe S-H-A-S-H-I-A. Wow, none of that happened in my brain. Yeah. Yeah. Wait. Just Shashia. I got you. Thank They're you. They're a humanoid race, deep orange, uh, with like deep orange skin, yeah. black glossy platelets lining their cheekbones. Mm-hmm. Um, they have no hair. Great. They were hey. a team of 12 on board this station. And oh, they, they all, yep, 
Every single one of them are in good yeah. condition. That's they so cool. every today everybody survives. Everyone, everybody lives. lives. Um, they were aboard the station when a pulse of particle energy came out of the fountain that was disrupting life support. So, as a precaution, they sent out an SOS and immediately retreated into stasis pods because this was their emergency retreat. Oh, smart baby! Um, so, um, while they were in the stasis pod, apparently they were happened upon by a bunch of pirates who saw a very easy mark. And it just so happens when they were in the middle of their illegal salvage, a very large starship, starship vessel came up investigating the particle Surprise. fountain. <laughs> well, thank Is what you learned. Good they're timing. peaceful. They're a curious race. They're early, early into their warp flight. Yeah. Um, their planet is in this sector. It is a class M world. And this is the first deep space station their species has ever created. Oh, oh. Congratulations. You did it. Um, and you've been examining we, the particle fountain. Yeah, weird question. <gasps> Yeah, the yeah. particle fountain thing. Do they? Do, but the facts that they're saying. I know we're in Shackleton, so it's a little different. But mm -hmm. does the things that they're saying sound like our universe? Yes. Okay, just yeah, checking. You're not getting. You're not getting any Campbell vibes from them. But <laughs> I do like where <laughs> the no Campbell particles. In the, yeah, Campbell particles. If, but they. If but the station has been here, they've been collecting data on the particle fountain. And they are excited to share with you what they've learned. <laughs> And I'm very excited to show you my lab. Um, it's gonna be, it's literally gonna be 48 hours of just translating, processing data, sharing data. But you've also, you also learned that you've saved their station. No. Because as it turns out, which we didn't get to, when you guys tractored it out, you actually removed it from a decaying orbit that you hadn't detected. <gasps> and so. So you actually managed to save the station as well. We so, got a new station. <laughs> and you've made first contact with a post-warp new species that's native to Shackleton Expanse. Amazing. Cool. Um, so we're charting a course to their planet to return them. Which is going to be... make formal first contact. Which is going to be a full-on diplomatic mission as first representatives of the United Federation of Planets <laughs> to this so new happy. planet. Get ready, Ambassador. <laughs> um, that, however... However... That is going to have to be for our next session. What? I can't wait. Oh my God, everyone off of the cliff. Oh, yes, we did. Actually, and make new friends. Yes. New friends. I might actually uh, get to share friends. a value next week, which I have not yet gotten to do. Um, not gotten to burn a single so determination or share As we close value. this out, though, as we close this out, though, um, as shift hours are coming to an end, um, there's a... Ch um, as you're closing down and ending, ending your shift and handing it over to beta shift. Yes. Um, Prawl comes in to sickbay mm. and enters yes. the doctor's office Shoulder. and says, Doctor, I was wondering if I could talk to you for a second. Yes. I just want to... permission to speak freely. Always. Why did you leave me? Because I knew you were going to be just fine. All right. And with that, Paul shifts on his foot and you see a couple of the medical staff watch him stride out of the med bay. He leaves sick bay. The door closes. You get a sense you're not 100% sure if that anger was all directed at you. Mm -hmm. And that is where we're going to leave tonight's game. 
Mm. You just can't let anything be nice. <laughs> we went way over, so I was like, you know? You know, we just, just, you know, you just, just have enough time to be mean. You know <laughs> yeah. what? Well, because y'all actually have some, you, apparently the two of you have an issue with Prawl right now, too. I was hoping we get to that, but we ran ten minutes over tonight. But hey, more then clear skies. We will skies. find out next. We'll week. find out next week. Um, before we sign off here tonight, you guys, thank you so much for joining us for this adventure. This is a lot of fun. Um, before we sign off tonight, I just want to encourage everyone to go check out Descent into Midnight. Please. Yes, please. Final week of the Kickstarter. Point DIM or exclamation yeah. point Midnight in chat, please. Give it, give it, uh, give it a good look and see because and tell uh, your friends. Tell your this friends is the time. Share tell it, your enemies. Share it on Twitter. Um, is you'd be supporting the stream punks, but you'd also be supporting a really yes. wonderful RPG and wonderful people making that RPG. So uh, with that, I think we're going to sign off for tonight. We will see you this time next week. And until then, stay whimsical, my friends. Hailing frequencies are closed. Peace out.